Hi, everybody. It's episode 388 of PodQuest. Hey. It's Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And kind of Walnut. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get there. You're mostly here. Yeah. In some far off land. I mean, I'm literally, well, no, me and Druton are probably equal distant. Not, not quite that far. I think you're a little bit closer than Drew. I know it's like a seven-minute drive to you, but it's like a nine-minute drive back because of a, a, a fucking light. Or no, <laughs> it's a nine-minute drive to you, but it's a seven-minute drive back. Be- That's very uh, weird. I- because uh, to get to you, there's either the light on Browning in 130 or the light on Kings in 130. Whereas coming back, you don't have to stop at either of those lights. You can bypass that light entirely and just be stopped at Browning and Kings Highway. So there's one extra light, so it adds like a minute or two for your drive. So you are, from my house to yours, 1.5 miles. Mm-hmm. And Drew's house is 3.7 miles. Okay, so Drew's the one in the far off land. But I think, like, I think you're right, though. The The actual time to get places, it takes me three, right the second. It's three minutes longer to get to your house than it would be to get to Drew's. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm twice as far away. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, no, no. I I take that back. I um, it. I must have clicked on the wrong thing. I clicked on something, and so I just typed in the the numbers to to Richie's house because I actually it's a very easy number to remember. Um, and I must have clicked on the wrong option, and it took me to a place in Collingswood. Okay, no. Oh. <laughs> it, so Drew, you are twice as far, but only two minutes slower. So it it's okay. five minutes right now to get to Richie's, seven minutes to get to you. That sounds yeah. about right. That's because to get to Drew, there's only, I don't know, yeah, to get to Drew, you have the highway, basically, but. There's, yeah. there's only, there, there are two potential lights to get to Drew. It's the one, like, coming up the ramp, like, next to 295, and then there's one more, like, on that road to his house. To get to yeah. you, it's not so much there's, the lights as much as the, um, the circle. It's, yeah, it's both the circles. But honestly, the, the, the second circle, isn't that bad? There's even less lights, but it's just slower roads in general. The, the circle de- it depends on the time of day. So that second circle can be an absolute nightmare, especially if there's any sort of accident on 295, because mm-hmm. everybody gets off at the exit near Drew's house and then comes down uh, whatever road that is to the second yeah. circle. So like it gets way backed up for me to be able to try and go around it all the way. So like yeah. there there have been times where I will skip going around the circle. I'll go straight like I'm going to Drew's. And then I will turn left um, at one of like the random streets to uh, come up to Delcy and then back up to the other circle. Um, and it ends up being like four minutes faster doing that than if I w- And that's just on the GPS because um, sitting at the circle, like who knows how long it'll take for somebody to actually like let me squeak by. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and for uh, anybody who doesn't know the areas we live in, uh, if you want to know, just look up the Facebook group. Is the Brooklawn Circle flooded? And you'll understand uh, what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because uh... in Jersey, it'll be the brightest, sunniest day. There will be one drop of rain, and that circle will flood. R- so rain doesn't flood the circle. It's high tide. Yeah, I know. Um, They need to dredge the fucking water, and they just don't. Um, And whatever they did, like, two years ago uh, made it worse. Yeah. Like, when they did all that, like, road work and seemed to be, like, putting new pipes for drainage, it actually got worse. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. Uh, but I guess there are things to talk about this week. There's quite a... Well, I mean, there's one major thing, but then there's things to talk about. Yeah. 
Uh, so, Rich, what is on the agenda this week? Uh, so, to start, we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite video game company, Microsoft, as well as Activision Blizzard. Then, uh, my, I went back to Hollow Knight, and Truton actually played it a little bit, so we're going to discuss that a bit. Uh, Cobb, you finished Judgment. Um, we've got our book club, Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, that we can talk about. Plus then, I watched The Eternals, I played Forks Must Die 3, Cobb, you watched a bunch of shows. There's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, but let's start with, uh, this Microsoft fucking insanity. So, if you've been living under a rock... And, and didn't see on the internet yesterday, uh, Microsoft has declared intent to purchase Activision Blizzard for $68 billion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is that's, just... Uh, that's, I, I believe that's the largest acquisition ever for a video game company at the moment. Yeah, uh, well, the previous one had just been announced, like, a week ago when Take-Two announced they were buying Zynga for, like, $12 billion, and Microsoft yeah. went, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. Here's seventy billion. Yeah, because how much? How much did Microsoft spend for Bethesda? It was like two. I was gonna say it was like no. two or four or something like that. Wasn't wasn't it was the single two? Wasn't the two for um Minecraft? I mean, or, they or may that... have spent two billion on Minecraft, but I think Bethesda was like okay. seven point five. Yeah. Okay, still okay. still single digits. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, Rich, before you actually jumped on, I Drew and I were talking briefly. Uh, Microsoft's market cap is apparently two trillion plus dollars. Um, so mm-hmm. s- theoretically, sixty-eight billion, not actually even making a dent in their checkbook. No, but the the, the wildest thing. Um, this still only leaves Microsoft. Uh, sorry, this this leaves Microsoft still only the third largest uh publisher of all time, game publisher under um, oh, what is that Chinese company? Oh, Tencent. 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 And Sony. Like, Tencent, Sony, Microsoft still. After this purchase, they're still the third largest publisher. Which is nuts to me. It's not that surprising, because Tencent... So, to be fair, Tencent doesn't have a lot... As much AAA. They have a lot... They have purchased a ton of studios, and they do have AAA studios. Or they have ownership stakes in big studios. Like, I think they have ownership stakes in Epic and 2K. Definitely Epic. Uh... But, like, the, their output is they have a lot of just smaller studios also. Yeah, yeah. And they, they do a lot of, like, a lot of their stuff, a lot of the things that they publish are a lot of, like, cell phone games. So they just get a lot of stuff out, and so they, they, they are, own a lot of smaller companies. Like said. They are also a fucking shit company because they're all up the Chinese government's ass. So, yeah. fuck Tencent. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I... That news yesterday was wild, and it also came with the fact that uh, Phil Spencer is now the CEO of Microsoft Gaming, which is a new title for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought also thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys actually read through. Um, so Xbox posted um, like a blog post on on their site. Um, it was attributed to Phil Spencer. It was posted at five twenty five a.m. Um, on the eighteenth of January. And at the very bottom, it has a a graphic of the Xbox gaming leadership team. Um, half of the team is actually female, like in leadership positions, which you know, like that's kind of a, that's a big deal for like a a company like Microsoft, but also like a company in gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I am sure Microsoft has its own internal issues with um just how their shit is, but 
definitely not nearly as big of problems as Activision. Look, so you know, it, it, it's all good and fine to have all those women working there as long as there's no girls will be girls scenarios going. Okay, <laughs> that's all we don't want. You just can't have that that sorority mentality. Exactly. Not exactly. at all. No. <laughs> exactly. You know. You know. They're they're going to be like that. Um. And you know what? It's actually it'll be fine because it is. It's, it is just girl. Um. But, but yeah, yeah it, that that's that's wild. I didn't I didn't know about that at all. Yeah, um, a couple other things. I'm not going to read through this whole thing, but um, there was a line in here. Oh, where did it go? There's a line somewhere in this thing about not necessarily messing with. Oh, here it is. So, Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms, and we plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously, like that. That particular line can be taken a lot of different ways. That, I, but, yeah, I mean, that that could mean anything. It could mean that the games are going to continue to be released multi-platform, or it can mean, for the time being, while the servers are up, they're up on multi Like, that's really, like, that, it's, honestly, it could be taken one of, one of those two ways, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, one of the things about this that would be interesting is if they do keep it, at, at least their bigger stuff multi-platform, like... I mean, World of Warcraft is like the probably the biggest moneymaker for the Blizzard side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you still have like your Call of Duty, which I've oh, I forget where where I heard this, but there was basically so wherever it was, they they suggested it would make sense for Microsoft to have the campaign go right to Game Pass, like day and date, mm-hmm. but like have the multiplayer just be multi-platform because yeah the the campaign apparently just has been getting getting worse and worse each year Mm -hmm. to the point where like people don't really give a fuck about the campaign but they will happily still buy the multiplayer so you sell the multiplayer on all the platforms make all of your money off of that and then in your ecosystem that's where people can come for the single player yeah they would they would definitely be at a major loss if they did not release cod on all platforms like like, I don't think, as, I don't know. Actually, I can't say I don't think COD would be a system seller, because there are a lot of people out there who really get video game systems just to play Call of Duty and shit like that. Um, but I, I feel like there's enough on other systems that if Call of Duty doesn't get released on PlayStation, you could play something else and, and satisfy that, that pull to play those games. You could play Battlefield, because I believe that's multiplayer. Yep. You could, you could play Apex. You could play PUBG. You, like there, are all there's all these other games, even Fortnite. So, all these other games that you can play. That like the Call of Duty players are now jumping to those other games. I believe they're not so, just sticking just to Call of Duty. Um, Battlefield is um, apparently garbage. So like nobody plays that. <laughs> I, I I'm yes. this one was, but no, that's the what point... I mean. This particular yeah. one. So it's a shame that like in this. And I think the last one wasn't super well received either. So neither have been like the last three Call of Duties, though. I thought so. the multiplayer oh, yeah. was still generally well and received. Not, I mean, it's the multiplayer. Yeah, like, and, and the, the the problem is, it's not that the game. Well, hold on. It's not that. Yeah, it's not that the game is garbage. It's that it's super buggy, and that they are working on fixing it. And people are still playing it, and it's getting better, and they're working on it. I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do, and to release buggy ass fucking games. But I'm just saying the game is picking up and and they are making the fixes that they need to make so that you can't 
drive a hovercraft up the side of a building and shit like that. Like they should let you drive the hovercraft they, up they, the side of the building. No, they, they should. Just gonna they say t- they should. They should just leave that. But they should totally <laughs> leave that. They should absolutely leave that. But even with um, Battlefield Five, like it released buggy as fuck, but then they fixed it, and there were a lot of people that still continued to play it even to this day. I mean, most people were more into like the Battlefield One and shit like that. But it is. It's not that the game is bad. It's just that it's buggy right now, and they're, they're working on fixing it. And I think that the the, the the Call of Duty players, once these fixes are done, they'll, they'll easily make the transfer over. Like, if they had to, I'm sure they would gladly make the transfer over. I don't know if of- that's true. Like, I, there, so many people buy Call of Duty every year regardless of quality, and the Battlefield games just don't sell like that. And they don't, they don't come out that often. Well, and, I mean, that's, that's the bigger thing. People, the same people go out every year to buy Call of Duty and can't be bothered to buy, uh, Battlefield games when they come out because that's not the ecosystem they want to play in. Like, all their friends always buy Call of Duty. So, like, I, I think what you said before that, like, people will buy a console just to play Call of Duty. I think, like, if Microsoft were to make, like, make it exclusive, people would just buy Xboxes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I, like, I do, but, like, like I said, I was even hesitant to say it when I said it earlier about whether or not Call of Duty is a system seller. Like, I, I don't know, but there are a lot of people who just play Call of Duty. Um, so it's, but like, the, a lot of those people who just play Call of Duty, if their new Call of Duty isn't coming out on the system they have, they're just gonna keep playing the Call of Duty they've got. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I'm right with you on being torn about whether or not. Yeah. It's that it's, big of a system seller. Cause it's also, right now, the game that everyone's playing is Warzone. Like, that's the Call of Duty right now. It, and that's gonna. I'd be shocked if that doesn't just stay on everything. Yeah, yeah. And and they already said they're going to continue to support the ecosystem that they have. Essentially, they're going to continue mm-hmm. to support the servers on all systems that currently have it. As far as we know, at least currently have it. If not for the future, so if whatever currently has a Call of Duty game and running active servers is is live on PlayStation like Warzone, they're going to just keep doing that, and that. That might be their big money maker on the Activision side anymore because because mm-hmm. it's like, all they it's, do. It's anymore. all they do. Yeah, it's just you figure looking at act like and Drew, you and I were kind of saying this before too. Activision doesn't make games anymore. They make Call of Duty. That's it. Like mm-hmm. in in the last like five years, they released like the Tony Hawk remake. Um, I think a the the Crash Bandicoot and Spyro remakes and a bunch of Call of Duty. Like yeah, that's like. They, they put three out remakes and Call of Duty is the only stuff they've done in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, if Microsoft is paying that kind of money, they're paying that money for Blizzard and for Call of Duty to be multi-platform. Like they'd be taking a huge risk, and I mean, like not to say they wouldn't take the risk because like they have the money to throw around, but it's a huge risk to be like, all right, well, we're just gonna we're gonna take this game that has been multi-platform for over a decade, make it just us and fucking see what happens yeah it's so we apparently won't know the if this is approved and and it won't get finalized until june of next year so we've got a year and a half before anything's actually even like come of this mm-hmm. but like that's nuts like that i mean a that it's going to take that long and b just that it's happening at all yeah mm-hmm. and uh did you see the um like the sony stock dropped like 20% or something like that? I think it was mm-hmm. 12. I, I actually still have the news alert up. Um, 12%, yeah. 
12% after Microsoft Activision um, $68.7 billion tie-up plan. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, that sucks for Sony. But, like, Sony also, they will bounce back because they do yeah. still have a ton of high-quality first-party AAA studios. And, like, I think God of War just had a huge um, boost from the PC sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Go ahead. I was going to say, and I think, doesn't um, Horizon comes out next month, doesn't it? Ooh, I believe so. It's yeah, soon. Soon. I might just I might be making that up that it's next month. I'm I'm gonna double check real quick. Yeah, February eighteenth. So yeah, Ooh, like nice. Horizon launches next month. Um I feel like there's a uh Dying Light. I know that's not a PlayStation exclusive, but that launches next month, so like there's definitely some stuff coming out that like people will be buying for their PS fives and fours and shit. Someday mm-hmm. there'll be another God of War, I think. Maybe. I think the end of the year. I mean, yeah, it should be by the end of the year, but I, it's it's also it also raises a question of like is after the recent PC releases of God of War and Horizon and uh, Days Gone, do you think Sony's going to keep doing that after the fa- after now that Microsoft has honestly, in my opinion, has the market share of of game developers? Like they don't though, like not even a little bit. Two um, K and EA actually definitely still have a lot. But, like, there's a lot more... It feels like there's a lot more bigger first-party names when it comes to Microsoft than there are for Sony at the You're right, but, like, the two big ones they've bought, how many games do those two companies put out? I mean, Bethesda like, actually puts out quite a bit because of all their studios. But yeah. it's even... It's not that much. But, EA but it, puts out more. Oh, <laughs> like, no, 100%. Yeah, so does 2K. EA puts out more than... Bethesda and Activision combined every year, like. But I'm 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 talking exclusivity. Yes, EA releases all that shit all the time. But Sony now has lost a lot of exclusivity and potentially lost a, a decent amount of games, even though it is a Call of Duty every year or um, potentially uh, Overwatch Two and whatnot. Like Sony has lost some big titles, possibly by this purchase, do you think they're going to continue to release their first-party titles onto the PC, or do you think they're going to try to keep that market share of players on their system? I, th- I mean, they're 100% going to keep pushing them to PC, but they're never mm-hmm. going to be day and date. They will always no. be, you know, two... Six months later, yeah, or a like, year later. Yeah, at least a year, if not, like, two or three. Like, um, So Horizon Zero Dawn went to PC this past summer, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that game came out in 2017. God of War just came out, like, in the last couple of weeks, came out in 2018. Yeah, like, Days Gone released on PC this summer as well. Yeah, and um, it's it's one of those, like, they're going to wait until those games have kind of dropped off sales on PS5 and, has, and mean, made as much as they can. I'm pretty sure they have given away Horizon Zero Dawn multiple times for PS Plus for free. Uh, God of War as well as Days Gone, are both still free with the PlayStation Plus Classics. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have a PS5, you got these games for free anyway. So Some people releasing... prefer to play them on PC, though, too. No, I, no, but I'm just, like, supporting uh, kind of what you said is, like, they're not making money on these games anyway because most people who are going to buy them on the PlayStation systems either already owned them or now own them because they are flat-out fucking free on their systems. If you if you pay their monthly subscription, like yeah. well, and that's the thing with like Microsoft buying these companies is you're 
they don't want you to buy the game. They want you to buy Game Pass. Yeah, like I think they just announced they they hit like twenty or twenty five million subscribers to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on top of that, so just to go back to like the like studios and everything, Sony like this like the the last two years because of COVID obviously like affected a lot of things. Like God of War was supposed to come out last year. Um, in a normal environment, Sony had a very steady release of content. Mm-hmm. Activision only had Call of Duty. Like they do, they did not really do much with their other franchises, other than like the the couple of remakes they've released in the last five years. I mean, they mm-hmm. released Crash Bandicoot. I mean, they published. They didn't. They didn't make it, but they published Crash Bandicoot Four. Well, that was a toy. That was Toys years. for Bob. So that is one of their studios. Yeah, like Activision owns Toys for Bob, which is now owned by Microsoft. So. And I I forgot about Crash Four. I was thinking of yeah. like the the Insane trilogy, Spyro Reignited, and Tony Hawk. Hey. So like, and they and and they also uh, remastered and released uh, the Crash Team Racing series. Right, right. So like, they've done one new game, Call of Duty sequels and remakes in the last half of a decade. Um, regardless of whether Blizzard games come to console, people do not think console when they think Blizzard. Like, no. If I say, "Do you want to play Diablo?" You're not going to be like, "Oh yeah, let me turn on my PlayStation." It's all right. Yeah, I'm gonna let me download BattleNet launcher and we'll play on pc uh so like i i feel like blizzard is kind of like a a non-issue because their games sell on pc more than they're going to sell anywhere else regardless and microsoft isn't going to not sell those games on pc uh Mm -hmm. i think bethesda might have actually been like a bigger hit long term as far as like exclusivity goes for sony just because they do they release more it's not better content because like i just I think I'd rather play a Call of Duty over almost any Bethesda studio game. Um, but they're, you know, they're they're regular. Like, you get a b- new Bethesda game every other year, give or take. Whereas, like, beyond Call of Duty, you don't really get much else out of Activision. Or Blizzard, for that matter. Like, it's not like Blizzard is just dropping new games all the time. Blizzard hasn't put out a new game in five years. <laughs> that, well, that's what I mean. Because, like, we don't count um, remakes in, in this case. So, like, Diablo 2 Resurrected, the um, poorly received Warcraft... Was that Warcraft 3 that they redid? Or just the original yeah, Warcraft? Three. No, uh, yeah, 3. I'm pretty like, sure it was 3. I'm not mistaken. Like they That didn't actually get received real well, right? W- weren't there a bunch of no. issues with it that people were just unhappy about? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, the, the companies under Activision aren't exactly known for their output of new content or original content. Where, like, Bethesda at least does get content out from one of their teams pretty regularly. So I just searched um, Activision Games 2021, and it gave me... Three. A there wiki. were three. Hold on, hold on. It gave me a wiki article from 2020 to present. We have Warzone, Modern mm-hmm. Warfare 2, Pro Skater 1 and 2 in 2020, as well as Sekiro Shadows Die Twice for Stadium. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Crash Bandicoot, and then Black Ops. That's all 2020. 2021 was Crash Bandicoot um uh for for the next gen consoles. So technically that's not even a release because that game came out four months ago or six months prior. Um Tony Hawk for the for the next gen, which again, six months prior or more, it had released on everything. It's just an upgrade. And then Vanguard, which came out in November. So literally Activision released one game in twenty twenty one. All of Activision released one game in 2021. Yep. I mean, really, if you, if you look at it, they've released two games since 2020. Yeah. Uh, 
three I games. I mean, I, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't say three games since 2020. Because, like, you got Warzone, the Modern Warfare remaster, Tiny Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. No, re- I don't count remasters and remakes. So you have Warzone, I, you have would, Crash 4, and two more Call of Duties. I, I would I would counter against that. I would counter argue that you do include things like Modern Warfare 2. Um, well, Modern Warfare not the, 2. I would, cu- I, would ma- I would count the Tony Hawk, not the Modern Warfare 2 campaign I, remaster. I didn't, I didn't realize they did Modern Warfare 2. I thought they did Modern Warfare. That was, like, uh, but no, like, that was a couple I, years prior. But, like, I would, I would count... Uh, Pro Skater One and Two because they did they didn't just here's Pro Skater One but looks pretty they they redid a lot of it that's they, true they, they had to redo a lot of that game plus get the new uh, licensing for music and shit like that that is true they they um, did do a lot for that game and then they f- just fucked it by just wrapping Vicarious Visions into Blizzard so that we will never get another good Tony Hawk game well actually m- maybe maybe. Microsoft undoes but, that and lets them go be their own studio again and signs a deal with Tony Hawk to make more good skateboarding games. Yeah. But we got Warzone, uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2, Crash Bandicoot, Black Ops, and Vanguard. Those are the five games that released from 2020 to now uh, from Activision. So let's look at Bethesda real quick. Uh, so I just want to look at the games, guys. Just the games. I don't even know where to look for this at this point. Bethesda is so many different fucking companies. So, I guess Game Bethesda Studios Softworks would make the most sense. Well, so Bethesda Game Studios, like proper Bethesda, um, has not put out a game in three years. And what was their last game? Fallout seventy six, which people absolutely fucking hated. It's apparently it's, better now. It's, but it's I've I've actually played it, and it, it's it's solid. It's really good. Um, I'm. And the people I was playing with, they, they stopped, and so I can't get a personal server anymore. So I'm probably not going to be playing it much longer. But I paid, like, four bucks for it, and I enjoyed the, like, 12 hours I put into it. So it's, it is a very solid game. Just, it was buggy and just not complete when it released. And actually, look, so looking at all their games, so Bethesda <laughs> Studios out- had Deathloop, Fallout 76 in 2017, and I think that might be like Dishonored or not Dishonored um yeah Dishonored in 2017 had DLC Doom Eternal I think was 2019 Wolfenstein was 2017 so yeah like they mm-hmm. haven't actually had much come out in the last 5 years either yeah man Microsoft's just buying all the studios that have like shitty output they should go buy like Sony Santa Monica <laughs> like offer Sony 68 billion and buy God of War I mean yeah but, like, when was the last time something from Sony Santa Monica came out? 2018, God of War. All right, and we're not getting another one until the end of this year. So, so it was supposed to come out last year, but, but that's didn't. still <laughs> that, that's still four years. Yeah, no, and look, four years for a, for a single studio to, to release a new game, not bad. I wasn't looking at just Bethesda um, Game Studios. I was looking at Bethesda Softworks, like the publishing branch. So that included like Machine Games and Arcane and like all of their other um, studios that Microsoft now owns, and you know th- there's generally about four years between games, if not more. Like Bethesda Software, yeah, Bethesda Softworks, who makes like Fallout and Skyrim, they have really big gaps between games because those games just take them fucking forever to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have like Activision, where they just have what four studios now that are dedicated to Call of Duty. So like. They just always have a studio working on the next three Call of Duty games. Yeah. 
which I think like that makes up a lot of their thing. Like one studio is dedicated to just war zones and then the rest of them are all like making their next call of duty. So like if Treyarch or no, it, Sledgehammer released Vanguard. So like Sledgehammer is working on call of duty 2025, I guess, or 2023 or no, I'm sorry. 2020. Yeah. 2025 makes sense. Cause it would be three iterations out um, for the next three years. So like that, they at least have that like pattern for that, but they don't have that for any of their other franchises. So like we just got that that Crash Bandicoot. If they were going to do a Crash Bandicoot five, it would be at least probably four years, I'd assume, ish. Uh, I don't know. It, again, it w- it would depend on like what they have toys for Bob doing, um, because they're just Activision has that habit, um, similar to EA of mishandling like studios and like what they should be working on, like. Rather than letting a studio that succeeded on a thing keep doing a similar thing, they do shit like wrapping them into another studio or just closing the studio entirely or stealing all of their staff to go work on a broken game that they think is going to make them a bunch of money because they're forcing their entire um, studio team to use the same shitty engine that's only good for fucking first-person shooters, EA. Mm-hmm. But I guess the um, the other thing to that's worth mentioning here as far as reports are saying, uh, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick will still be part of Activision when it's purchased. Uh, it's it's come out that he's going to be stepping down once it's purchased. So that is the, that's the expectation. That is not confirmed because they're not allowed to confirm that yet. Yeah. Um, the the thinking, though, like like what a lot of people have like pointed out, if he is terminated from the company right now, he walks he a hundred percent will walk away with. Almost four hundred million dollars. Yeah. If he is terminated at the like when the, tri- the the merger happens, especially if if they find that he is responsible for all of the bullshit over there, and he's terminated for cause, he only gets three hundred thousand, which is still bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, if you're terminated, you shouldn't get anything. Like, um, especially not what most people don't make in several years. Yeah. Or in, in I mean, in that three hundred million case, like. No, all of us combined will never make three hundred million dollars in our lifetime. No, no, we wouldn't make that in thirty lifetimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the other thing, um, Jeff Grubb of Gamesbeat on his um, he does a podcast called Less of the Nintendo Dogs. Um, Drew, I was talking to you about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually he compared this situation to um the Cuban Missile Crisis, which <laughs> kind of makes sense. Um. Rather than them making a big deal of kicking him out as part of the sale, they get the sale to go through because, like, he is a majority shareholder, I believe. So, yes. Um, if if they were just going to terminate him immediately, he might just not take the sale because he's still going to make billion millions of dollars if whether they sell or not. Um, but if they agree to let him quietly leave, you know, three, six, twelve months afterwards. Then why not sell? Like your company's getting sued either way. What's in the background right now? Cell phone. Wow. What an asshole. <laughs> Man, Rich, I'm sorry. So Bobby Kodak's gonna make three hundred and fifty million dollars off the sale to begin with. Yeah. Plus he's probably gonna be let to leave and make like a hundred million off whatever golden parachute. Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Yeah. 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 Which means, you know, I just don't don't support Microsoft. No, it's. I mean, they're they're going to get rid of. It. They're they're most likely going to be the ones that get rid of him. And so it's it's not. You can't really be like, don't support them. They're 
I, it seems like maybe they're doing all this because of all the negative press Activision is getting. They're going to be getting some good press by getting rid of him once this is all done and through. Like, oh, they got rid of the problem child. And so now I don't they're think... making Activision better. I, I mean, that would be the nice thing if that were true. But, like, in actuality, now is just a good time for them to try and purchase a company like Activision because there's so mm-hmm. much bad bad press around them that yeah. a lot of places don't want it. They're not in it for, like, the press, though. They're in it for the money that they're going to make by having their properties. Um, but think of it like the, think about it like this. How many people left WoW and moved to Final Fantasy fourteen? A lot of the reason because of what happened. They followed their streamers and whatnot that were streaming WoW, that those streamers were like, I don't support what's going on, I'm going to go and play Final Fantasy fourteen. Think of all those people that now, after Kodak is gone, and there's new management, and everything's, it's learned that everything's working better. How much money they're then going to be making with all of those transplants from fourteen going back to WoW? I mean, what's the guarantee they go back? Like, I, but that's that's the gamble you have to take. Like, this is getting this is their the purchase of this to get that good press of hey, we're getting rid of the problem. Come back to our game, and you know maybe they'll do like a if you come back to WoW, we'll give you a free month or something like that, and then people will keep like it. It yeah, you might not get everyone back, but if Final Fantasy keeps having to limit their their player base because they, they can't. Huh? They've already, uh, so actually I guess we don't have this in the news. They announced the end of this week. They're starting new sales for 14. Oh, because I they're open, they're opening a whole bunch of new servers and whatnot. Yeah. Free trials aren't going to be back up just yet, but like the game will be back for sale because they've added new servers all around the world, are allowing people transfers and whatnot. Like 14, has gotten is getting their shit together. It seems. Yeah, I mean the the, the problem was the chip shortage, and so they were probably able to get the get yeah. what they needed to 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 set up these servers. But like, I mean, there's st- again, it's it is that gamble, but it's that you buy this company that's at a low right now. Try to get their people, get their player base back to get the money that they were making back when they were making when when they were. Not thought of as a shitty company. I mean, WoW has problems beyond that of why it's bled its user base, but I mean, some number of people will go back. Yeah, I haven't played WoW, so I have no idea what's going on besides the fact that a lot of the people left because of what was going on with Activision Blizzard. I don't think that many people left because of what was going on with Activision Blizzard versus they got tired of that fucking game. <laughs> yeah, like like WoW's subscribership, while still very high, um, has been on a pretty steady decline for the last several years because yeah, yeah, their content is the same. Like every time they release a new patch, it is really just more of the same content. And then in, in the last expansion, they um collapsed everything. So like I think they lowered the level cap back down to sixty. And mm-hmm. some people were fine with that, other people not so much. And then, yeah, all of the all of the trouble started coming out. And you did have a lot of people, a lot of vocal like streamers and stuff like that that left to make like a stance. But I don't yeah. know that as many like actual players left for that, just because like you know the people that are watching WoW streams probably aren't necessarily like big WoW players to begin with. I mean, a lot of people who watch streams watch the streams because they're streams of games they play. 
I don't know. I, and, I I guess that might be true. I'm the opposite. Like, I'd rather watch a stream of a game I don't play. <laughs> I, yeah. A lot of the videos of games I watch, I watch because, like, like when it comes to, like, Seven Days to Die or or any of the survival games, like, I want to see how other players are playing and see how my play style compares to theirs and, like, maybe get any tips and tricks and whatnot. I, I watch a lot of City Skylines videos, and I like, I would watch a City Skylines streamer if I if I knew of a good one, or if I just sat down to watch stream a streamer of a City Skylines stream. Or I've watched um uh one streamer play the the Jurassic World game, the the, the park builder game, because it's like I like those are the games I like to play, and I want to watch people play them to see what kind of tips and tricks I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna sit there and look for. Or have watch somebody play Call of Duty because I don't like Call of Duty. I don't play Call of Duty. I'm gonna look for somebody who I who's playing games that I like. And so I think that might be. I think you watching that stuff and looking for like how people are playing it and like tips and tricks is probably different for those sorts of games, like your survival games, your builder games, where like watching them you could like theoretically learn like oh here's a really easy way to like build like buildings or whatever you're supposed to do in those games versus you know like like a world of warcraft something like that where that game's the same pretty much for everybody Mm -hmm. um like if you're watching those streams you're watching them just for the entertainment value not so much because like you're looking to see like how to play the game yeah i mean but there's totally people in both camps yeah Yeah. i've i've never i've never watched an 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 mmo streamer play an mmo so i i can't really say like uh, they had they would have to have a really good personality in order for me to watch an mmo streamer yeah Uh, i mean you're not wrong (laughs) because unless they're doing like a major dungeon or whatever and again this goes into the idea of watching for tips and whatnot if they're going if they like stream like oh we're doing this raid today come watch our stream do the raid and this way i can watch this raid that i may never get into because i am never in a big enough guild to do these raids uh, and see the content that i might not ever be able to get into in a game that i absolutely love and and want to want to play but who knows yeah uh before we move on from this i have an interesting theory okay i don't think this is going to be what will happen but uh, I have a th- interesting thought. So on Bombcast, Jeff Grubb brought up about how Microsoft has been making this push to Nintendo and maybe Sony to get Game Pass on their platforms. What if this is a thing that pushes Microsoft or Nintendo and Sony to allow it, and Microsoft stops making Xboxes? I would be a hundred percent okay with that. Like, I, I honestly, like, I, I don't think that's too far off the wall. Like, um, I don't think it will happen, but I think that has more of a chance to happen than, like, Sony stops making systems. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sony's, I don't think Sony's ever going to stop making systems. They don't have, at the moment, they don't have, like, the streaming service they do have of Game Pass. And there, like, I mean, theirs is supposedly coming out in the spring. Yeah, because yeah. th- th- that's been, like, the rumor, because apparently PS3 games went up on the PSN, the... at least temporarily, mm-hmm, yeah. and they have stopped selling PS Now uh, cards at retailers. Mm. So, it, you know, it's looking more and more likely that maybe, like, they are getting ready to launch something new. Yeah. And, and like, maybe Microsoft partners up with a Dell or an HP or what many... PC manufacturers, and they start selling, like, 
gaming PCs that are branded Xboxes, but Microsoft's, you know, they're selling their brand name. They're not putting any money into building these things. Like, they cut all that overhead of building game consoles, and they just become a publisher. Basically. Pretty much, pretty much, the they like the the theory is, and I don't, I don't think this is too crazy, but the theory is they're going to be the next Steam or Epic Game Store. Like they, yeah. like, and and I, I would have no problem playing Halo Six on my PlayStation Five. Like, <laughs> like that. I mean, I obviously it's not probably not going to go that way, but like it, it does make sense for them to purchase all of these publishers and developing studios and be like hey we have all these games we just don't understand the consoles anymore can we just host it on your shit like they've been working on doing like the cloud streaming with nintendo for a while Mm -hmm. so it it, it makes sense for them to just be like all right well we got this with nintendo why don't you just like why don't you just let us play like i i like the idea and i i'm not gonna say your your conspiracy theory is true but i'm and and i subscribe to it but I'm not going to say it's bad. Yeah, and it it wouldn't it wouldn't be totally far fetched for them to to do something like that because yeah, like they they could make more money without the the hardware. Like, look, Microsoft was never a hardware company exactly to begin with. They were a <laughs> software company. They made the operating system. So mm-hmm. to just to get away from the hardware and just do the software side, if they can get it on all the different platforms, that like that would be money in their pockets versus the potential um, selling at a loss that a lot of these consoles do early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was an interesting thought I had when it's like, well, what if Sony does let them put Game Pass on the PlayStation? What incentive does Microsoft have to keep making Xboxes at that point? Like, yeah. if you can just basically get it on every piece of hardware out there, why are they going to have that overhead? Yeah. No, you're definitely... You're not wrong. Um, but I guess, do you guys want to move on? Yeah, yeah let's go for it. All right. Uh, so you two assholes have been playing Hollow Knight some more. Well, Drew, you started it, and Richie, you dropped back into it? I mean, I, I didn't really stop playing it. But, like, yeah, I went I went into it. Um, I had people vote on Twitter, and they voted for me to continue playing Hollow Knight for Metroidvania Mondays. And so, yeah, I went through, and uh, I did and completed somehow the White Palace. Is that the like, thing you were talking about last week that had all the, the like, um, hard platforming stuff? Yeah, the saw blades and platforming. Like, it was, I, I made it through the first couple portions and then, uh, like, there, I think it's three areas, three or four, I guess. Um, but, like, the, the third and fourth are kind of, uh, hold on, I'm trying to figure out how to explain. So, pretty much, uh, you get into the main central area, and you can go left or right. And left and right are both two different sets of platforming areas that are separate from each other, but you need to complete them both to move forward into the White Palace. But between going left and right, you can save in the middle. So if you fail going to the left, you're right in the middle. If you fail going to the right, again, you're right in the middle. Um, then you, uh, when you complete the two sides, you can go up. And as you make your way up the palace, there's one more bench... And then there's no more benches after that. But there is a segment where you can do a bunch of platforming and hit a switch, and then you no longer have to do all that platforming. So I guess you can say that it's, like, broken up into four sections, but the third and fourth section, if you fail during the fourth and die, you have to redo a good portion of the third again before you can continue forward. Um, 
and it, uh, yeah, I did it. It, it was so, honestly, it was so satisfying to be able to complete some of these, like, ridiculous platforming, um, challenges that I was dealing with. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I, like, I, I watched a few seconds of the video that, like, from, I guess it was your stream last week, and saw, yeah. like, it reminded me very much of, like, a Super Meat Boy or a Celeste, which I know aren't games that you play much of, but, yeah, it, like, I've, it had, I, yeah. I've played Super Meat Boy, like, for maybe an hour. I don't know. What does Steam say? Do I not even have Super Meat Boy? I thought I had Super Meat Boy. So you I might have it on PlayStation. I was going to say, it, it was a PS Plus game a while ago, so you yeah. probably played it there. Uh, but it, it it very much reminded me of, like, that level of, like, fuck you platforming, which I I actually enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And, like, there were different parts that were, like, just ridiculously hard that I constantly died on. But eventually I became more fluid and I, I learned a lot of the different, uh, skips, like seg- segment skips so that I don't have to do the whole area. And, uh, I even sent you guys a clip of my stream where there was one part that I somehow landed so perfectly on the edge of a pixel that I didn't fall, but I wasn't taking damage whenever the spikes would go up. So I was able to just take a little quick breather there and then learn that there's a whole skip for an entire segment. If you just bounce off the blade, uh, off the, um, the spikes. And so anytime I moved forward from there, when I got to those spikes, I would make sure they were up and then jump and slash down to get that extra little boost and that extra jump to be able to perform that skip every time I got to that point. Okay. So I definitely forgot that you sent that as a separate thing. Um, and I was thinking of that as being what I saw from last week, but no, I remember that part now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Jordan, how are you how are you liking it? Uh, I can get I can talk about the White Palace all the whole time, um, but just the fact that I beat it and now I'm working on getting the last of the extra endings, defeating the Radiance, and then maybe I might try to do um, uh, I think they call it the Path of Pain, which you, I have to go back to the White Palace and there's another room that I can go into that is just like the hardest platforming ever. Um, that I know platformers. Like, people who love platforming have done that and, like, lost their mind and just, just stopped. Yeah, which that stuff I always enjoyed. Uh, I'm really liking it. Uh, my only complaint is it gets real confusing about where you're supposed to go at times. And I, Yeah, kind of, but it's a Metroidvania. But also, um, I mean, I, I, it's, it's not that confusing to me because this is technically my second playthrough. My first playthrough took me close to 50 hours to get to the point that I'm at now. Whereas this one took me about 25 to 30. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. But, like, the waypointing in, like, what the next thing you should be doing, I feel could be better. But, like, it's not so bad that it makes me not want to play the game, you know? But otherwise, like, the platforming feels real good. Like, the combat feels good. Everything feels really good. It looks real nice. Yeah, it does. The the look of this game is just so good. And the music is really good as well. Like, it's very mm-hmm. subtle a lot of the times, but it's still just really good, subtle music. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, I definitely plan on finishing it. Yeah, it's... it's There's um there's a lot that you need to do to finish it, depending on the ending you want to get. But, like, and I learned this the hard way, after beating it last week, or two weeks... Yeah, last week. Um, Your completion percentage does not matter. You can be, I think, I, I don't know what the lowest percentages you can be to, for completion. Probably in, like, the mid-70s. But, like, 
I completed, I beat the game at 93%, and I still got the basic ending, which is the wrong ending. So it's, uh. it's, it's completing, um, the White Palace, and I think minimum is completing the White Palace and turning your crest that you had, that you get from doing that into the Dark Crest, and then going and fighting the Hollow Knight. That's what you minimum need to do to get most of the, 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 the accepted ending. Um, there's a whole nother segment that I haven't even gone to yet that I need to figure out where that's at to get the rest of that part. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, did I finish? No, I, I've been fighting the, like, three, man- the Mantis Council or whatever they are. That, that's a, that's a tough fight. I remember that one. Um, and then I, I've done most of the, like, crystal cave area thing. I forget okay, so what it's you, called. So you have the crystal dash? No. Okay, there's there's uh, at at one point in the crystal cave, it's up uh near the top, uh near um there's a whole platforming section. Uh huh. And once you clear that, you get the ability to do like a super fly dash, where you charge it up and you 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 like charge up crystals around you, release it, and you just go flying across the screen in one direction or the other. Okay, no, what I, you're facing. I definitely don't have that. Yeah. Um. And then there's, uh, what was the enemy's name? Um, Crystal Zilla or something like that is, is, is kind of a pain as well, but he's, he's a fun fight. The second time you fight him is worse than the first time. Okay. But yeah, I've beaten three bosses so far, I think. The All right, first I would... area, the foresty area, and the city. Yeah, so you would have, it would have been the false knight. Um, uh-huh. trying to think of what the first boss would be. What, what, was the would in the forest area would it be the um the big um leaf ball thing? Yes. Okay, yeah. And then and then what was the third one he killed? In the one in the city. The Oh, the uh the mage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun fight. I love that one. I love that fight. I've um, had two times where I've lost like over a thousand of the currency because I died twice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that happens once you unlock the witch. That happens less because as you gather the rotten eggs, you can go to the witch. If you die, you can go to the witch and um, give her a rotten egg, and she'll summon your shadow. Your your and and you can kill the shadow and get everything back. Then good to know. Wait, uh, where's where's the switch? She is. Um, so you haven't unlocked the the ex the the second exit to Dirtmyth from the Crystal Caverns yet, because you don't okay. have the dash. But, in Dirtmyth, all the way to the right, if you go as far right as you can, uh-huh. there's, like, a doorway. You need to get a key to open the doorway. Okay. And and she's in there. Okay. Yeah, I know where that door is. But, but okay. But you eventually, you start collecting, um, like, traveler seals and, and, and journals and things like that. Uh, I can't remember what they're fully called, but you can sell them to somebody in the City of Tears. And so, like, a lot of your collecting money comes from selling these things to them. Okay. So, if you lose a thousand here or there, that's not a big deal, as long as you didn't sell items to get that thousand. So, only go to sell those items when you're ready to buy stuff. Right. Uh, it's just, like, a little easy tip of, like, okay, I want, I need five thousand to buy all the whatever that uh, Conifer's uh, wife has in the shop. Mm-hmm. Let's go sell these and see how much I have and go buy as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've gotten to a point in the game where 
Um, money doesn't matter. I've bought everything. There's one more thing I need to buy, but I need three more crests to get, and I don't really know where those crests are without looking them up. So I'm just like, eh, it doesn't matter. These crests aren't really... I, I have my loadout, so I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. That game sure sounds like a game, though. It, it is. It's, it's good. <laughs> like, I forgot it was a, a PS Plus game it at was. one point. Oh, right, right. Yeah, when we're talking... Yeah. Didn't we, did we mention that last week? Rich, I think you mentioned it, maybe, right? I don't, I don't think I mentioned it. If we, we might have, I don't remember, I don't recall. Um, but like, I've, I've always and only played it on the Switch, because I bought it on Switch before it was available on PS Plus. Let me tell um, you, it looks real fucking cool on an OLED, because of how dark a lot of the stuff is. Like, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of the color really pop. Yeah. Which, like, is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, the little bit I've seen, like, like, the little bit I saw of, like, Richie's game and, just like some other random stuff I've seen, like it's definitely a very cool looking game. I I think you would like it. I don't think I, I would. I think you would because it's it's got that. Oh yes, it it's very much the Soulsy style of like if you die you have to go back whatever. But it has these. It has uh like the checkpoints are where you set them. So like wherever you last rested on a bench is where your checkpoint is. So you're not. Oh, you're you're usually not too far from your body if you if you do die, um, and especially like locations like the White Palace and things like that. If you were to get hit, the the checkpoints aren't too far away from where you got hit from. Um, and with the customization with the crests, and you can set it up however you are comfortable playing to where you might be able to set up your crest differently than the way I do, and it'd be so much easier for you to play than than the way I play. Yeah, I don't know. Just I, I, something of just the, the, from what I've seen of it, it just doesn't necessarily look like a game that like I want to sink time into, especially with how long it seems to be. Yeah, I mean, you 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 say you love platforming, and a lot of this game is platform. It is very platforming. It's it's platform Metroidvania Souls. Like, and I think that's the thing. Like, like we were talking about last week. I really don't like Metroidvanias. I like Metroid. Um, and I don't like Souls at all. So it's really the only thing that game really has going for it but, is the platforming. Like. The, the only Souls thing is like that you're slightly you're slightly lower powered when you've died and not gotten your shadow back. Yeah. Okay. And, like like it's a lot more like a 16 bit Metroid type game than like a Souls game. Which I get. Uh, like I just didn't. I honestly didn't think like the combat looked fun to me. Like the little bit I saw of like Richie's combat. And like I frankly I Richie's bad I have... at video games, so remember <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, no, don't uh no, don't base don't base the combat on me. Because especially the combat I was showing you against the Hollow Knight, because I was just I wasn't even trying. Like I was just literally sitting there uh button mashing basically. Um try it like if you were to go back to the stream from two weeks ago and watch the beginning of it when I'm fighting the um the, 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 uh, what is it? The Traitor Lord, I believe is what their, their name is. That's like, that's more of how the combat is, where it's, and, and, and yeah, this is probably where you're a little iffy about, cause it is pattern recognition and jumping and, and dodging their attacks, but it's not in the extent that a Souls is, where, like, it's this big thing. It is this 2D, you see everything. Um, and it's just understanding how to clear the, like, what abilities they're using, which does not take long. A lot of the enemies only have a small moveset. Probably yeah, three to four moves tops. 
And the other thing I was going to say, though, is, like, I have a lot of other games that I'm actually interested in playing that I would rather play over a 30-hour Metroidvania that, like, other than the way it looks, doesn't really have any interest to me. What I'm hearing, next book club, (laughs) I mean, look, I have to put in five hours into Hollow Knight. I don't, I don't have five hours to play video games in a week. You've got two weeks. I don't, I mean, look, look, in two weeks, I can maybe play four hours. That's fine. We can do that. <laughs> um, also, we, we can't do that until February, um, because my data cap, uh, Comcast, I'm pretty sure instituted their data cap for, uh, for the Northeast. So I have to be very careful about what I download, because fuck Comcast. Um, maybe, maybe it's time to move. I was going to say, if I, I thought you were going to say, like, maybe it's time to get, like, a different ISP. I'm like, I would do it in a fucking heartbeat if I had any other option. No, yeah, I know. They have a monopoly on your, on your area. Just, so just, maybe it's just the west side of town. The east side of town has Fios. <laughs> Comcast has not put in data caps. They are not doing it this year. Oh, did they push it back again? Yep. Okay. So they never... Last year, they sent out communication for it. This year, they sent out the communication that they were going to put them in at the beginning of, of um, 2022. And then that was it. Like that that's the only thing that they they sent out, out about it. And I just don't trust Comcast to like not charge I, me, so I just was trying I, to keep I, it I, under 1.2 terabytes. I I can't believe I mean 1.2 terabytes is a lot, but I still I can't believe that they're going to impart data caps on home internet. Like I understand on a fucking cell phone and shit like like I mean I still don't like it, but I understand it. But on like home fucking internet, what if you have like four kids that have to do schoolwork and shit? Well, it's just that's why it got delayed again. And and not only that, the, so the problem is Comcast is losing money because people are canceling cable. People's internet bills are going up because they're streaming more. So like because of how much like all we have is streaming. I'm at home three days a week minimum. Some sometimes all four. Like sometimes I leave the house one day a week for work. So like our internet, like I we usually use at close to a terabyte. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like. And that, that's also games downloading and updating. Because, like, I just let everything auto-update. And that's, that, that to me, is just, that's bonkers. It, it, like, I don't, I, I'm sure I could look it up. I, I'm sure my house goes over a terabyte a month. I'm sure it does. Yeah, probably. And it's like, uh, that's, that's fucked up. If, if you're gonna data cap somebody like that. Like, like, for your home internet. Like, like I said, I don't agree with it with phones, but I understand it with, like, phones and things that aren't, like, your home device, but when I'm at home and I'm downloading something on my phone, I'm using my Wi-Fi. When I'm, like, doing anything on my computer, I'm using my internet. Like, why the fuck are you gonna say, oh, you can only do, you can't do that after one, it's just fucking, I, you know, let's just move on, because yeah. I could just so, write ju- about this. Comment. Just to throw out there, um, in the month of January, and this is up to, I guess, yesterday, because it's usually about 24 hours behind, um, we have used 620 gigs of data. Um, in December, we used 1,151 gigs, and in November, we used 1,183. So, like, I am literally right at, like, the cusp of another 50 to 100 gigs, and I have to spend more money if, like, when the data cap goes in. Um, and, like, parts of Comcast already has data caps in, in other parts of the country where, like, that's what people deal with. If they go over their data cap, they have to spend, like, an, I think it's, like, an extra 10 for every, like, 20 gigs or something like that. Like, it's absolute horseshit. And, yeah, they have a monopoly. So, I have no other option. So, that's what I'm stuck with. And it looks like, because, I guess since they haven't instated the data caps here yet, 
I can't even find out how much an unlimited data would end up costing me. The only thing I can see is that if I got the XFi or whatever the fuck it's called, that has unlimited data, but I'm not buying something that I have to keep their equipment. Like, Comcast equipment is straight fucking garbage like their company. Um, I'm not going to give them more money every month just to have their shitty equipment that gives me shitty internet anyway. Yeah. But yeah, fuck Comcast. They're just the mm-hmm. absolute fucking worst. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about Hollow Knight, though? No. No, it's, 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 it's very much a good game. I'll, uh, I'll keep you guys updated on if I do the Path of Pain next week or not. And I'll, um, I'll let you guys know that I'll, I will not be playing it. Uh, every time we talk about it, I'm going to say I think mm-hmm. you'll like it until you try it. You know what would be funny? Like, what would be, like, legitimately funny? If even though it was a PS Plus game, if I somehow just missed it and I don't actually even own it so I couldn't play it. <laughs> oh, then, then I could talk, I, I could, I could, uh, throw shade at you constantly for not having gotten it like you did for me with, uh. Dude, you were missing entire months in a row. Like, months. Yeah. Like, if I, I missed sh- one game in 10 years, that's not bad. I'll be 100% honest. It's a shock that I haven't missed in the past four months. Like, I have not turned on my PlayStation. And that's how, that's why I would miss back then, too, is I just, I wouldn't have turned on my PlayStation. So I just, I wouldn't think about it. Man, this guy bought a PS5, doesn't even fucking use it. Release something for it. But you can play Hollow Knight on it. I, I already owned Hollow Knight on my Switch. And I already owned it on my PS5. But you know what? I played it on my Switch because, Hooking my switch up to my PC sounds like is I don't know how my Genki uh, uh, Shadowcast would work with PS5, which is one reason why I have not hooked it up to my PC. I, I mean, it would, can't imagine it would be any different. Yeah, if it works for the for the Switch, it'll work for your PS5. All that thing is doing is passing through. the The problem is I have to play it, especially games like Hollow Knight. I have to play it on um, performance mode over like um, like uh, uh, graphics mode. And so, what's the point of playing a PS5 in performance mode if I can't play it on graphics? That like, might that, not that be was... the so that might not be the case if you're playing it on PS5 because the PS5 is more powerful. Like, yeah, that could be the Switch unable to keep up with like what it has to send over to the PC via the little thingy. Your PS5 yeah, U- might actually be able to handle it. It's USB, exactly. Or it's no, it's HDMI to USB. It's a little HDMI dongle that goes into your system. That plugs into your PC via USB-C. Yeah, no, but like, still, like the the switch is not very powerful, so it's entirely possible no. that it just can't keep up with what it's sending. Whereas the PS5, like, it might not make any difference. It might be the same exact um, situation, but like, it also might actually do a little better because the PS5 is a faster, more powerful machine. It can send data faster. Yeah, I mean, I never tried playing Hollow Knight on uh, graphics mode, only on performance, just because of the kind of game Hollow Knight is. Which makes um, sense. But, like, when I when I would play Mario Golf, I would have to put it on performance mode. Because it would it would be, there would be, like, delays and stuff like that sometimes. Um, and get yourself an Elgato. I, you know what? I would love to. Once I reach affiliate and start getting those people paying me and, and get that money in, like, three years, I'll get an Elgato. Man, they're, like, 150 bucks. Just treat yourself. Yeah, I don't have that shit. Man, treat yourself. I don't have that kind of money. Anyway, open a credit card. It'll be fine. (laughs) I already have enough credit cards. I'm trying to get out of credit cards. Okay, well, you know, OnlyFans. You know what? You want my Richard picks? Sure. (laughs) It's, you know what? That's a good one. Like, you you should, 
you should do that and roll with that because you don't even have to. You, they don't even have to I'm, be like dirty pictures because your name is Richard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would literally be sending dick pics. Like that's like, like I, I I saw something on like Facebook or something the one day where like my girlfriend wasn't wasn't a fan of all the dick pics I sent, and then it was a an image of a bunch of um pictures of like Richard Nixon and like Dick Tracy and a bunch of other like Richards. Um, yeah, and like I thought it was stupid and funny. No, yeah, it's I I. I've literally thought about it a few times. It's like, what if I did just start an OnlyFans and just shared pictures of my face and said that it was the one on stick pics and then explain in my description, my name is actually Richard. So all of these pics are dick pics, literal dick pics. Um, but yeah, it ain't, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. All right. Well, I finished Judgment finally. How was it? It, it was wonderful. Um, what a delightful fucking game. Um, Delightful is actually not the right word for it. It gets pretty, pretty serious at times, but it's also like over the top and goofy. There, there's like a perverted trio you have to take down of like people that like steal underwear and like peep on people and stuff like that. And like, yeah, just so the side quests are so dumb. There was a, um, there was a couple that unbeknownst to each other, um, we're trying to convince a ho- like a uh, an apartment owner that the room was haunted so that they could get a discount and one of them ends up hiring you, like you like the the player to investigate to prove that the place is haunted only to find out that it's their girlfriend that was actually pretending to haunt the place okay yeah just so dumb there's like some japanese idol dude that you keep bumping into who wears a wig cuz he's totally bald and his wig keeps blowing off and you keep having to ch- literally chase it down for him like, yeah. But then, like, the main story is super serious of, like, all this weird underworld stuff and how, like, the Yakuza are killing people, um, or at least, like, helping with killing people for this pharmaceutical company that is developing, like, a drug to help with, um, Alzheimer's. So, like, you know, just, a, like, wildly different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, such a cool fucking ending. Where, like, you are fighting, like, this assassin at the end. And it's just you and him in this um, medical facility where, like, you spend, the, like, the 20 minutes leading up to this fight fighting your way through a bunch of cops who the assassin is also a cop. So, like, he's kind of, he's, he's a double agent, essentially. So all the cops think you're the bad guy. And, like, just everything goes wrong. Like, you get hit by some cars. Like, you're just fucked by the end. There's an entire section where you definitely have, like the beginnings of a concussion and it's fucking with your like ability to move right and then like at the end it's just like no i'm just gonna fuck you up and you you fight the guy and you kick him out a window it's great yeah at one point like like it's it's one of those shitty boss fights where they um they recover their health halfway through so you fight him you you get rid of all his health you you actually kick him out of a glass window but he like holds on and like climbs back in and then injects himself with fucking um adrenaline and refills all of his health bars yeah it's just like, come on, man, what the fuck? But then, like, you, you can just pick shit up in the environment. Like, I kept picking up um chairs and just beating him with them. It's great. I love that game. Um, And, and so this is, like, you, you, you talked about, like, a dragon a while back. And that one was more, like, RPG style. This one's more like a beat-em-up. Yeah, so, like a dragon, so the Yak, the original, like, Yakuza game. So Yakuza 1 through 6 are all beat-em-ups. And you, you play as the same character, um, Kiryu. Yeah. And then... Yakuza 7 is like a dragon, and that one became like a turn-based RPG, and you're playing as a different protagonist. The Judgment games are a spin-off, and they go back to a, a beat-em-up style, 
where in the Yakuza games you had um like three or four different styles you could fight as that were basically like like heavy, medium, and light. Essentially, like light, you you moved really quickly, but your attacks weren't all that that hard. Um, he- and whereas heavy was like you didn't move very fast, but you punched as hard as possible. Um, Judgment simplified it to just two styles. Um, you either had your like quick style that was very good for like comboing and fighting groups of enemies, or your more power style that was better for like one on one boss fights and stuff like that. And I feel like Judgment refined the so i've only out of the yakuza like the the original six i've only ever played um kiwami so i don't know how the combat system changed from that through the rest of them but i feel like judgment did like judgment's combat felt better than kiwami did um and it's from like the other side of the law like you are playing a former lawyer turned detective who just has like he's got ties to the to the yakuza in that one of like the patriarchs of a, a local yakuza family um literally ha- like helped you get through law school and not for like any like nefarious reason like he just liked you and wanted to make sure that like you didn't fall into their line of business essentially okay um but like because of that like you know a bunch of yakuza they know you some of some of them are your friends and you guys get along all right and like they will give you intel and others uh don't like you and as soon as they see you they try to start fights with you um but yeah that that game was delightful um i have the the second one lost judgment uh erica got it for me for christmas um i'm I'm gonna start it soon not right away just i kind of want to put a little space between it because it's going to be one of those things where if i jump right into it i am going to be remember how to play at end game and i'm not going to have the skills that i did at end game to be able to do that and it's probably just going to be a bad time so you know kind of like lose the muscle memory a little bit and then go into that. But I know in, in the sequel at some point, um, so those games are kind of like persona games where you get friends and like you do stupid little missions and then they become like your friends and they'll give you stuff. Um, some of them wander the streets and will help you out in fights. Like I befriended a, a dude in a ninja suit. Like he literally wears like a, a very stereotypical ninja outfit. And the first couple times you see him, like he's literally clinging to the side of buildings just just clinging. He's not, like, trying to, like, look in windows or anything. And then he starts challenging you to fights. And once you beat him a few times, he just becomes your friend. And then helps you in fights on the street. Yeah. Um. But in Lost Judgment, one of your friends is a dog. It's like a Shiba Inu. Um, I forget his name, but you can apparently summon him. And he is also a detective. And he helps you find and solve crimes. Nice. Yeah. And I'm very excited for that whole bit. But, yeah, those... The the yak the all the games that that studio does are actually like delightful. Like Sega doesn't release a lot of like Sega doesn't release a lot of their old franchise games in a good way. Like Sonic games generally aren't very good anymore. But like the studios that like some of their other studios like Atlas and um I don't know how to say the Yakuza Judgment Studio. It's like Ryu Ga something or other. Um, they release pretty quality games, and I like them. And I hope they keep releasing really quality games. And I hope the weird um, copyright likeness stuff that they were having with... Um, so your main character in Judgment, um, the facial capture, like the like the person that's based on in the Japanese voice actor, is like a very popular Japanese actor. Um, and I guess his management company was not happy about the fact that if the game is ported to PC, people can like do stuff with his character model. <laughs> um so there was there was a possibility that he would not 
be signing on for any additional games if they were released on PC. And I hope that's not the case. Like, I hope they get to keep making these. Yeah, that's 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 a that's weird. That's that's a weird thing to hold up. Like, I I won't. I'm not happy. Like, people can mod and make me naked on the internet or something yeah. like that. Meanwhile, Keanu Reeves is over there. It's like, oh yeah, no, totally. Let them fucking have sex with my weird digital avatar <laughs> in Cyberpunk. Let, Why let not? Them, let, yeah, let them mod the game and have sex with me. And you know what? Let them make their dick bigger and shit. Like, like Keanu Reeves is all for it. This guy's like, no, that's weird. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, Judgment, good game. Uh, if you have the opportunity to play it, um, play that over Hollow Knight is what I'm getting at. No. I mean, well, I've never played any of the Yakuza, so I, and I can't say whether or not one is better than the other, but they're both completely different games that you can't pick one over the other. You, you play them both. You're I don't know, both. man. They, they seem pretty similar to me. I do know. No. Definitely not. No. Um, oh, I was going to say something about it, and I totally forgot. Oh, so you guys, like, I am generally not, like, a 100% sort of person. Like... I'd much rather just kind of play through the story, do kind of like the side stuff as it happens, and like call it a day. Um, Judgment was one of the few games where all the side stuff was compelling enough that I did every side quest and friend event and everything that I actually could do. Um, the game has... So your ability to get quests is locked to your um, reputation level, and your reputation level is equal to the, the amount of friends you have. So there are 50 friends in the game, the reputation level is 50. At a certain point, you cannot get any more quests unless you get a reputation level of 50. Um, four of the friends are locked behind really shitty skill-based challenges. Um, one of them is being able to play Mahjong. So you have to be able to play Mahjong with a very particular rule set well enough to win. And it's not just one win. It has to be like multiple wins in like different levels of the game. And I don't understand Mahjong at all. <laughs> and like th- that's not it's, uncommon it's, it's a it's a very like asian japanese centric board game like i shouldn't understand it really yeah um so like that's one friend i can never get unless i like spend an hour learning how to play mahjong and then hope that a game that is at least partially random chance because it's still just randomly dealt tiles plays out in my favor and i'm not about spending just potentially dozens of hours trying to like get those few wins to get, like, that friend up. And there's a couple other ones that are, like, tied to stuff like that. Like, there's a batting cage in these games, and it is it is very much skill-based. It's one of those things where I could theoretically spend, like, a couple of hours and actually get good at it and probably be fine, but it's not fun. Like, the batting cage is not fun in any way, shape, or form. So, like, why do I want to waste those that time doing that? <laughs> um. So there, there's, like I said, four friends and, like, three or four quests that I can just never do in that game. And it's a bummer, but I did everything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Hollow Knight has 112%. That's a lot of percent. Yeah, if you want to 100% that game, you don't actually have to do everything. Which is kind of funny when you think about it. Like, that's kind of a clever yeah. way to do that. Yeah, it's it, I, like I was reading up on it, and like it's like, oh, if you kill each boss, that's this percentage. If you find do all this, that's like 1% for all of this, 1% for all of that. And it tallies up to a total of 112. That's that is actually I like that. That's actually clever. Yeah. Uh, there you go. If you want to be a completionist, but not a completionist, play Hollow Knight. Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to be a completionist at all. No, I you just, don't trust me. It's it's a it's a horrible life. Yeah. No. I like. I start a lot of games. I'm like, oh, this game's fun. Like maybe I'll just do all the side stuff just to make it longer. And then nine times out of ten, it's like, oh yeah, no. Like I don't want to keep doing this. I just I want to see the story and move the fuck on. Yeah. Um. 
Speaking of story and moving the fuck on, uh, you guys want to talk about Gamera, Gamara, however you say it, Guardian of the Universe? Sure. Gamera, Guardian of the Universe was our book club. Um, and uh, I, it was my choice to do that. Uh, and I wanted, after uh, several weeks of being forced to listen to or watch things that I didn't want to listen to or watch, I forced Cobb to watch Kaiju Movie. Um, like, holy chose- shit was that bad. No, no, no. I mean... It was a kaiju movie. I uh, laughed at it a lot. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It was, it's, it's so, it's, it's 1995, and, uh, like, the one problem, uh, and there might be, like, a slight disconnect between, like, us from the United States and the actors in that movie, uh, I feel like at least one or two of those actors were comedic actors. Um, at least the, uh, like the, 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 the cop guy. Yes. Uh, early on. I was, I was about to say, he was definitely a comic he, relief. Yeah, he's, he's a co- comedic actor. He's a comic relief. He was very much the, the sort of cops, like the sort of just like beat cop, like rundown detective guy that you yeah. see in a lot of like anime and like heavily Japanese games. Like he was similar to a couple of the cops in Judgment and kind of like a, like a, he reminded me a little bit of Dick Gumshoe from Phoenix, right? Just in the, like, you know, he just kind of looked beat and worn out, and there's tons of yeah. other um, examples of that in different games, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Kaiju films, so I have a slight bias. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. Um, and, but it seems like that 90s era of Kaiju films aren't, like, the greatest, because even the 90s Godzilla films, I, I wasn't that big a fan of, the late 80s, early 90s. Um, they were definitely better than the early 2000s films, but they, they weren't, they weren't, they're not the nostalgic stuff, and like, I know Amazon has a lot of, like, the 65 Gamera and older, uh, or, like, a lot of the older ones, but I, I wasn't gonna force you guys to watch that, because... I I don't think you I I really had a feeling Cobb you wouldn't weren't gonna like those. Um, yeah, I mean I but, to, to be fair, like I wasn't kidding. Like I act I legitimately did not enjoy this at all. It had put it was not the worst movie I've ever seen. Like I have seen far worse movies. It's just uh-huh. not my like it's not my kind of movie. So I was just very mm-hmm. bored the whole time. Um, and I mean to honestly, to, it's probably to the benefit of us having to watch this one because it was only subtitled. I had to pay attention. Like, it wasn't one of those things where I got distracted by work. Anytime I had to stop and do something else, I was pausing it so that I wasn't missing it since I had to read to, like, follow along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a long 95 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it I, did feel kind of long. I had to watch it twice. Um, I'm sorry. You didn't have to. No, I did. I fell asleep because um, I started watching it super late last night. Uh, so that, like, I, I missed full, like, segments of the movie. Like, uh, there's a scene where they're in the bar talking, uh, nearing the end of the movie. I completely missed that scene last night. I'm gonna be um, honest, I don't remember them ever being in a bar, <laughs> and I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it was, I, uh, it was, uh, nearing the end, I believe, when it was, it might have been before they tried to fight the, uh... Gaios, right? That's what it was, Gaios? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, before they tried to fight the Gaios with the missiles, uh, before the Tokyo Tower was knocked down, um, I believe that's when it was. It was the main character and, and the, the, the two main characters in a bar talking, like, 
the ethics of do we kill this thing or not, basically. And and it's this is where it was the that point where the whole like uh story of all kaiju films protect the environment comes in, where the reason that Gaios like that those eggs woke up and, and hatched were because um of the environment and the destruction we're doing to the environment, uh, that they, that it was a suitable time for them to be able to hatch and then start to attack and, and take over. Um, and I think that might have also, no, it's, that's, that it was way after, uh, when they, uh, decided or realized how these two creatures, Gamera and Gaios, uh, were created or, or came to be. Um, but like, what, uh, what did you guys think of the fact that both of these creatures were, created 10,000 years ago by potentially Atlanteans? I thought that was... So, what I will say, while I did not like the movie, I thought some of the concepts like that, like that these monsters maybe came from a civilization such as Atlantis, or what... Or at least the the precursor to Atlantis that, like, became those legends. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, had this been a different format, like if this was, like, a comic book or a video game, I probably would have gotten into it a little bit more. But... I'm not into like the campy like kaiju style like the the acting and the the silly monster suits and stuff just kind of like takes me out of it in a lot of ways. Yeah. What about what about you, Jordan? The, the same. I definitely uh a little more interesting than like oh, it came from space or it was the nukes. But yeah. I I was I was actually happy that they didn't go the a nuclear route. Like, like, they, especially they... with how many times they mentioned plutonium or whichever, whichever radioactive element they it mentioned was... at least five times. Yeah, it was plutonium, and like okay. they did kind of go that route with like what woke him, uh, what woke up Gamera, and it was they were transporting the plutonium, and he was trying to feed off of it. Um, but they didn't really say that. Like, they they turned around and at some point, and again, this is a conversation I missed when I fell asleep, which is why I had to rewatch it. Like I missed the whole conversation of them being like, Oh, Gamera was created by the precursor by, by the Atlanteans to fight Gaius. Like I, I like I was awake enough to hear the the legend, but I then fell right back to sleep to like understand like, Oh, the Atlanteans created Gaius and then created Gamera to fight Gaius because Gaius was getting too powerful. Um, and, and like not evolving in the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Which, like so that's what i meant by by like some of the ideas they had were definitely more interesting i felt than the movie was able to portray them as yeah mm-hmm. um i also i thought that whole weird like link between um gamera and like the little girl like that seemed interesting but they never really elaborated on it i like, feel I w- this is the first of a series and yeah. i feel like maybe the further we go on it it's elaborated or it's touched on in previous films. Uh, like, like it's probably something that they carry over in all the films that, like, somebody who's watched them all would understand. That might be. I, I did look a little, well, just a little into it. So, this is the first of a trilogy. There's a Gamera 2 and Gamera 3. Um, some of the characters do repeat through all of them. The, the, the girl um, that had, like, the connection to him is one of those characters. And yeah. it seems like the villain, monster, whatever you want to call it, they fight in the second one. Um, she ends up sacrificing that Link to help beat that monster. Um, and then 
by the third one, they don't have that link, but I guess still, like, she is still involved in it for, in some way. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I totally agree. Like, that, that was one thing that I, I thought I missed the first watch through. So, like, when I was watching it today, I was like, oh, they really don't touch on that at all. They don't explain it. They don't say, like, oh, like, on the tablet, it explains that those who hold these beads have a link and can help power Gamera. Like, they don't do any of that. Yeah, because, like, they found a bunch of them. So what if, like, they had taken a hundred of them and a hundred different people had them or whatever? And and they kind of touched on that at the very end when Gaios and Gamera were having their final fight and uh, the, the Gaios... Mm-hmm. Um, shot his laser into the, the, the fuel um uh area and blew it all up. She was gripping onto her father's hand tighter and making that connection between her and her father and Gamera, which then gave him the power to absorb the the explosion. So uh-huh. it's like the more people that had these 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 marbles or these these apostrophes probably would have given him more power. And maybe that was something that they were trying to push for throughout, but they only got three films in instead of however many they were going to hope for. Three. A hundred. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But what did you guys think of the kaiju fights? They were uh, hilariously cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Um, you could tell when they cut to the, like, model city or whatever, and then cut to the people in costumes. Yeah. In front of big cardboard buildings or whatever. When when Gamera was at the Tokyo Dome, it looked like he was like <laughs> banging the dome. That was that part like, was so bad. Like I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what are you doing? Um It looked like a turtle. He was fucking it. What do yeah, you want? Oh I was just waiting for that <laughs> Like like all they needed was just to get that. Mm-hmm. To, to happen. Uh, I Kyle, do, think, do you have anything? So I think it's funny that Power Rangers predates, well, well, Sentai. So like, like, um, the Q Ranger, or I think is the, the one that was Mighty Morphin for us. Uh, um, uh, 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 yeah, something like that. So yeah. that predates this by five-ish years. Cause I think that, that one came out in Japan in like 90 and then we got it in 93 as the Mighty uh-huh. Morphin Power Rangers. And like, I've watched like some, Power Ranger stuff from that era, like somewhat recently, way better fucking quality than this movie was. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Gamera is like the B reel of like kaiju films and 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 giant monster fights. Like, it's definitely not top of the line. Okay, um, that's that's valid. I, then. I like, I don't think it is. I'm not going to say it's definitely not, but I think Gamera, like, it's it's not it's not Toho, and so when when people look at it it's it's their um i'm trying to think it's basically um godzilla is scream and gamera is i know what you did last summer but see no no you know what i like i can i can see that though like i feel like both of those like i understand your analogy but i feel like both of those were actually content like good contemporaries of each other but i i get yeah, where I you're mean, going but it's yeah it's like they both have a following they both have people that enjoy those and and there are groups that intersect and like them both but it's definitely like one is of a very different quality than the other and and i think that's how gamera is like this gamera is i has to be has to be meant to be more comedic 
Like that that scene with uh uh the dog, and after the dog gets taken, which I made me cry for a second, and then the old woman, and she does that scream and that like that her face and that image of her like screaming at the sky, like that's obviously meant to be comedic. I it might not be, um, but. Speaking of like like stuff like that, I forget exactly when it was in the movie, but there was a point where like one of those sort of things happened. Like either like the the Geos were appearing or Gamera was walking around, and there were people like scattering in the city, including this one dude who was like running from a ramen shop, still holding <laughs> yeah, his bowl yeah. of ramen <laughs> so, with noodles hanging out of his mouth, just staring, and then yeah. like running away, like 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 he he did like a very cartoonish like throw his noodles in the air and run away. Cub. We watched. We all watched Jurassic World when the small pterodons were attacking the community center, and the guy grabbed his drinks and started running away with it. Like, yeah, we've all seen that. That's true. That is true. Uh, but I, 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 yeah, I saw that the first time I saw that. I was just like, that's. You know what? I honestly would probably do the same. Like, I'd be sitting there eating, like holding my plate or whatever, and like I'd start to run away. I'm like, what am I doing with this food? And I just. Or I'd keep the food with me because I just paid for this. Maybe just paid for this food. I ain't I ain't losing it. Um, but yeah, that was that was a great scene. Um, I I I personally thought the 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 fight sequences weren't they they weren't horrible, but they definitely were not the best and could have been better for a ninety five a nineties movie. Um, they did seem to rely a little too much on CGI, and the CGI was very poor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For, like, for what you would expect something like this to be. Like, when Gamera was flying up into space, and the, 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 the his enemy was just flying towards him with their wings, <laughs> like, like, how are you flying up with your wings covered? Like, you're, uh-huh. you, you fly with wings. You don't have a jet like this turtle does. Um, like, that was just, to me, like, kind of poor... Poor CG and poor, like, maybe they were running out of money at that point, and so they didn't, they they just took that still frame and sent him up. I'm not really sure. Um, and then the, the missiles, uh, right before that, before Tokyo Tower, when they were coming towards you and then going at him, like, those were just, oh my god, those are just so bad. Um, yeah, there, there, I mean, there were a lot of bad things, and it, it was the 90s, and, like, these movies aren't exactly known for their special effects. Yeah. Yeah, um, no. My my favorite, my favorite poor CGI has to be everyone's favorite. Um, is the scene at Mount Fuji when they're firing all the cannons and whatnot at Gamera to his left. <laughs> oh, that's right. I do remember yeah. that. Like they didn't fire at him; they were all to the left. I'm like, why? Like. It, was it how you were CGIing it? You could only send it to the center of the screen, and if so, why didn't you just centralize Gamera? Like, why did why did they all go to his left? None of them hit him, but the explosions were all around him, which is just to me made me laugh so much. Um, but it, this this did make me intrigued with the uh, the Gamera kaiju films, and I I might uh, I'm probably not going to do like a, a kaiju corner. Like we did with Godzilla with these, but maybe every like every couple of weeks I might watch like the originals and move forward because they're all they're all on Amazon. You might you may as well just at least finish off this trilogy first. I I'll yeah. definitely I'll definitely finish off this trilogy before I do anything else. 
Um, cause I, I am interested in this trilogy and I, I might, I might do that over the next three weeks at least if I have the time. Watch all three over the next three weeks and tell you about them each week. But, um, I'm, I've, I've heard the name Gamera, but I've never seen it because I didn't know that he wasn't a Toho property. So I was thought he was going to be in Godzilla films or something like that, or it was going to be Godzilla vs. Gamera, but there wasn't. And it's just like, he's, he's very much a different kind of kaiju. Yeah. And I like that. I like that about him. Like, I have, not even really knowing a lot about the kaiju movies, like, you're right. Like, he is very different. Yeah. So. Um, but anything else you guys want to say about Gamera, or, uh, who's, who's next on making a decision for Book Club? So, I am going to do the thing that you tried to do last time, Rich. Um. Drew, are you still there, or have you walked away yet? Yeah, no, I'm here. Okay, so, here's the deal. You guys, first off, do either or both of you have any problem if there is a chance that the movie for next time would be a, a rental of three ninety nine? Not really. Man. That should be fine. Man, that's too expensive. That's fine. Okay, that's I should, look, I wanted to make sure but, be, be, at, before we did this. At, um, at some point, at some point, I'm going to have you guys watch Shin Godzilla, and that's a three ninety nine rental. So. Okay. At some point. So, your choice, how you want, how, how each of you would like to do this. You can either pick a random number between one and six, or you can roll a six-sided dice. I know you both have a billion dice, so whichever works easier for you. So wait, are we, are we, are we both rolling? Or both picking yep. a number? Yep, it's either one, each of you pick a number one through six, or roll a, a six-sided dice. And then- Rolling a die. Tell me what the, what you, what you pick. Come well, on, he's lean. falling. I gotta drop it from lower. One. I got a three. <laughs> this guy can't roll a fucking die. Hey, look, if, if you saw my cam, I had it from, like, maybe a foot up, and it just, I, I wasn't using a tray or anything, I just was letting it just tumble, and it kept dropping on, off the table. Alright, so, so we have a one and a three. So that's four total. Correct. Alright, so... I'm, I'm going to give you guys three options. Please tell me it's the Dungeons and Dragons movie with Orlando Jones. <laughs> no. So we've got if we if we if we want to use the combined numbers, um, which is four. Silent Hill the movie. Oh no! Wait, no. I was thinking which, of, like, of Alone original, in the Dark. So the, never mind. The original, or <laughs> wasn't there a newer one? It's not the sequel. Not the sequel with Jon Snow. The original with Sean Bean. Um, okay. From like 2006, I want to say. Um. So we have Silent Hill. Um, Drew, to be fair, I tried to put Alone in the Dark on this. It is not available on any streaming platform. <laughs> All right, good, because I'm never watching that shit again. Neither is a dungeon sale or a, a dungeon siege tale in the name of the king <laughs> starring um, Jason Statham. Also not available on any streaming platform. Um, but so we can either do Silent Hill. We can do... That, that, hey, we rolled a four. It's Silent Hill. Don't even okay, sa cool. save all the other things. All right, cool. So Silent Hill. It is on Amazon. It is a two ninety nine rental. Okay. Um, just so you guys know what what this list is, I have a list of twelve possible movies that are all basically shitty video game movies. <laughs> That's fine. Right. Um, That's fine. It Good to know. It includes things like The Prince of Persia, World Which of that War one wasn't bad. That one wasn't bad. Warcraft. I've Monst always wanted to watch that. I heard that was Monster good. Hunter. That's been on my uh, list of things to make you guys watch because I haven't seen it either. So don't worry. Need that'll, that'll for work. Speed. So oh. non-family Fast and the Furious. Basically, yeah. Like I spent like twenty minutes the other day um, looking up video game movies and seeing if they were available on any platform. <laughs> mm -hmm. So not bad. 
So Silent Hill. Um, sweet. I like that. I I enjoyed that movie. So, so I'm not going to yeah, hate it. Some of these aren't bad. Like one of them was Doom, the 2005 Doom with The Rock, which not a good movie, but has some goofiness to it. But then there's also like the the first Resident Evil, actually pretty good. The first Silent Hill. I don't remember that being a bad movie. Um, but then like there's some stuff that like is not fondly looked upon, like Warcraft or Assassin's Creed. If I remember correctly, Warcraft wasn't bad. It just it was like the CG was rough, but the movie itself wasn't bad. Did you did you watch it? I didn't. I just remember like I thought it was. Wise, I thought it didn't do well. Like I thought I think it did well in like I think it did okay in the box office, but. I feel like it was like a very poorly received mil- film. I'm looking it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's a uh, let's, well, it's I a mean, one and a half 20, star. Twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So anyway, seventy six audience score. So like the audiences didn't hate it. It, it. It's like a B essentially. But yeah, you know, like there, there's a lot of and like that's not even like all of the shitty possible video game movies. Like I didn't include any sequels. Yeah. Um, so like I did. And I didn't even include, like, so there's Street Fighter, the 95 movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, but then there's also Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Um, I did mm. not include The Legend of Chun-Li, because... So, um, if we do Street Fighter, will you then also have to play Street Fighter, the game, the movie, the game, right? I mean, I think that's only fair. Okay. We'd have to, I, I, I'll, I'll find a way to ROM it for Okay. I'll find a ROM for it. So... I, but... I've, I've gotten, I've gotten a way to play ROMs now, so my... Retro catalog might increase more. Are you gonna? Did you buy yourself a Mister? No. You gotta buy yourself just, a Mister. Just found way. I just got a ROM emulator. Um, but all right. So Silent Hill. Yeah. I'm, so Silent I'm, Hill I'm, in I'm two not... weeks. So what would that be? Uh, the third of February. Make sure to watch it by the third or before the third, so you can hear what we have to talk about it. Um, and it's a movie I believe we've all seen before, so it's it's not gonna be like a uh like a review of a movie we've never seen. It's gonna be reminiscing on the movie that we've seen once before or or multiple times um i just I, all i have a memory of right now is there's a part where pyramid head rips the skin off somebody i vaguely remember that it has been yeah. i i saw the sequel i don't know 6 years ago 7 years ago maybe less um it has been a very long time since i've seen the original silent hill yeah but um but yeah let's we can we got what what else we got so you finally watched the Eternals? Yes, I I finally had a chance to watch it because it, um I didn't get to see it in theaters um because my dog had a vet appointment the day everyone went and so I didn't get to go and it's now on Disney Plus and uh it's a really good uh remake of Pinocchio. I don't um, understand that. I'm going to be honest with you. The girl. Um what's her name? Oh, Sprite. Sprite. Yeah. Okay, no, she, totally she, understand. She, she wants to be a, a a real girl, like she wants to be a human, and it's just like that to me. It's just it's a joke that I've been running my head. A really good remake of Pinocchio. Yeah, but, sorry, like uh, I, oh. you said that. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, where the fuck does Pinocchio come into this? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was also trying to see um, if I could say, oh yeah, it's just like Pocahontas, um, just to like catch all bases that every movie is like Pocahontas or whatever. But uh, no, that that's really the only joke I have. It I I enjoyed it. Um, it is very much a different kind of movie, um, and it, it's it's not the it's not really a superhero movie. It's it's like it's a it's a it's an it's it's an epic. Um, and, and that's kind of where it stumbles. I'm not because it's not a superhero movie, but because they tried to, I like they 
I really feel like they tried to do too much in a single film mm-hmm. that like, so Captain America, for instance, like the, um, the first Avenger is a period piece. It takes place in the forties and that tells us his origins. This movie tried to take like a two and a half hour spot and kind of show us 10,000 years of their history. And I don't know if you agree or not, but I feel like it was just, it was never quite enough of any one era to really get like a good feel for everything to the point where like, it just felt like the, the villain and the end and everything just felt a little too rushed and too anticlimactic for what, like, if it was like a series, like if this was like a six episode, hour long episode Disney plus show, I feel like some of the twists and stuff they had would have just paid off so much better. Oh, I 100% agree. Like, they they tried to fit too much into that little amount of time. And I'm not saying they did it poorly. They did it well enough for something that was that long. Um, and, like, I, I know it can be a little, um, excuse me, what is the word? Um, hypocritical to be like, oh, they tried to put too much into this movie, but they did it well enough. Whereas, like, when we're talking about Justice League, like, oh, they tried to put too much into this movie and it's garbage. But it, they literally did do it good enough. Whereas the original Justice League, even at three hours, they didn't have enough time. Um, this was like, yes, they, they, they really should have expanded more on each era. Um, and I feel like if they were to have turned this into a series, like, I like the idea of combining both modern and, and flashbacks to do it like a, an arrow style. Each episode is an era from the beginning of time and, and, and with modern events happening. Um, but I also would just, I wish I was, I got to know more of the Eternals themselves. Like, um, what is, uh, what's the machine guy's name? I honestly don't remember any of their names, but yeah, no, I mean, I, that's, yeah. I, I think that, that is a good example of you of just Festus. watched, you just watched this movie. It, it's been a few months for me, but like, I remember the characters, like, personality wise. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember any of their names other than, like, the couple very prominent ones that I know from, like, the comics. Yeah. Um And, like, I don't read a lot, like, I don't like the Eternals all that much as far as, like, characters go, so I don't really know their comic history all that well. Um, But, like, I think, like, I agree. Like, this movie had a, it had so much more promise than it was able to deliver on, but it didn't do, it wasn't a bad movie. Like, it was yeah. entertaining, it's just, they should have either tried to focus on a single era to introduce this and then like do this movie second or make it a series. And yeah, I feel like maybe that maybe they, they I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. So I don't know if you remember Inhumans was supposed to be a movie. Yeah. And then it became a series and it was a bad series and it did bad and it got canceled pretty much immediately. Yeah. Um, And I feel like part of that might be, like hesitation on Marvel's side to try and do these very like B tier characters, like more B tier than what the initial Avengers roster was at the time. See, I I would disagree because they did Wanda Vision, but Wanda and Vision, while not super elaborate in movies, had had time in the movies. People at least knew who those characters were going into it, um, and they didn't have to spend a whole lot on CG if they didn't want to. They did. Like, like there's a lot of really cool effects in, in WandaVision. But they didn't yeah. have to. Um, Eternals, you kind of have to because of what they are. 
like if it was just them walking around on the on on the ground just like talking about being gods it wouldn't have been nearly as bombastic yeah i mean i i i see where you're, i see what you're saying and like i i i can get it like the the hesitation of like releasing a a series about a team a, a lesser known team like i mean it's already ballsy enough as it was to make an eternals movie because no one really knows who the fuck the eternals are but like a, a series very much like you said would have worked so much better because we could have gotten six seven episodes and get the history of each of the heroes each of the eternals and and, and like rather than just getting the they're very, like, near the end where, um, I'm trying to think who Sprite was talking to, um, uh, where Sprite was just, where he, she, they were just like, oh, you love him, and that's why you're, that's why you're upset, and whatnot, like, instead of getting that, like, they could have put that more throughout, like, the, the, the time of, like, Sprite learning to love the, the, the main, the, the one guy, which I can't remember Icarus. his name, but, Icarus, yeah, like, Sprite learning to love Icarus, and finding out she loves him, and then learning that, like, oh, she can't ever love because she's a child. That, is, that was such a weird concept, though. Like, I don't, I don't know if Sprite is a, an eternal child in the comics, um, but, so, like, that, that was, that was an odd choice for them to make with, I know they really changed a lot of the Eternals' backstory in the MCU. So, Sprite in the comics isn't necessarily a child um as much as i like i guess you, you like more of like an imp like Sp- like the name sprite is yeah. is picked for a reason um but I, I will say the um the actress that plays sprite um is probably the best one in that movie and not, that's not saying that any of them were bad like i think everyone was actually very good in their roles mm-hmm. yeah. um but she did a fantastic job of playing both an immature child. Um, cause I just looked, she was pro- she's between 16 and 17 right now. So she was, you know, 14, 15 when a lot of that was being filmed, most likely. Yeah. Um, so walking the line between playing kind of like an insolent child and a millennia old god. Yeah. Like, like she, she did way better than like, I think everybody else in that cast and everyone, I, everyone did a good job with their roles. Yeah. I honestly, in my opinion, I feel like Sprite was one of the better written characters. They were all very well done, but I think Sprite was one of the better ones. And I ended up liking Sprite a lot more than I thought I was going to at the beginning of it. I thought Sprite's powers, which is, although it's just illusion magic, they were great. And, um, I was at the end when, when it's like, oh, they turn her into a human. I'm like, well, you kind of just, Got rid of you. You got rid of three really good, two really good characters, three really two, two or three really good characters with the loss of Gilgamesh uh, and 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 Sprite at least. Um, Who is Gilgamesh? Uh, he um, what's the actor's? I can't remember the actor's name, but he was the Australian Asian dude. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. He was the one that um that basically stayed and watched over um Angelina Fina. Jolie's character. Yeah, stayed stayed with Angelina Jolie's character. And, like, he was a great character, and just, the, the, when they first run into him in the present time, he's baking a pie in this, like, giant, uh, cast iron dish. He's like, you guys want pie? And they're like, oh, uh, Ajax is dead. And then his pie flips out, flops out of his dish, and he just crushes it. 
And this thing is burning hot because he just got done baking it and he's just holding it like it's nothing. And I was just like, that, this is a fun character and he had some cool powers, but he's killed pretty early on. Yeah. So something worth mentioning just about the internals in general. Um, they do elaborate, they, they do kind of work it into the movie a little bit. Um, they basically like are just cloned every time like a world ends, um, and have their memories wiped. So no, it, it was it was they they they're not cloned. They so the way they work it into the end is they have a connection with the new um, celestial that they don't get destroyed when the world ends. They but their memory is undone. So they still they're still them. Whoever survives during the millennia that it takes for the celestial to be born, like they they stay that body. They just wipe the memory. For some reason, I definitely thought that they showed us that they had other bodies. They, there are other celestials. There's bo- there's celestials all over the place. No, like, no, but I mean, I thought they showed us at one point their other like potential bodies if they were to die. I d- I don't think so. Um, I don't recall. So uh, that maybe that is there, at least, a- that is a hundred percent how it works in the comics, which they they always change that stuff. But um, there is potential that a by turning the just to like kind of like go back to the beginning by turning sprite into a human at the end of this movie um there's potential that you can use that same actress in the next movie and let her just be slightly older if they do another movie and it's a few years out because like at at her age she is going to change drastically very quickly um yeah so this way like you can use that same actress and she could be a 20 something instead of like a 15 year old um and have her either not have her powers at all and just kind of be like on the sidelines, like like with them, mm-hmm. but not with them, or have her yeah. get her abilities back. Um, but then for the ones that died, they could always find a way to resurrect them, like yeah. they did, like they had been doing for generations, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, it, I, I just, I, I really liked the combat sequences. The, the choreography for the fight scenes were really good. Yeah, they were. Um, and and like Angelina Jolie's character, I want to know more about her. Like, I want to know more about, mostly more about her and, and Gilgamesh. So, Athena and Gilgamesh. I want to know more about their time in the couple centuries that we, we, that they were just alone. Exactly. And, like, that's, that's kind of what I meant, where it's, you know, they, they, they weren't able to elaborate on, like, the stuff that would have been super interesting in this movie, which made the whole movie fall a little flat because you never really get, like, enough of what is the most interesting because they're trying to, give you as much info up front as possible. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the credit scenes? So the, that's the I'm trying to think, because there were two. So the first one was uh, with Jon Snow, right? No, that was the second one. The first one okay. was with so Eros. The, with um, Eros, and, uh, who is um, one of the Jonas brothers. No, name? no, it's Harry no, Styles of, from Harry that Styles, one of, UK one of the One band. Direction, one That's of the One it. Directions. Yeah, uh, one uh, of the One Directions, one of the Directions is who it is. Uh, so, yeah, do, you I, know, I, do you know anything about Eros? Like, did you look this up at all? I, I not really. No. Um. Uh, so he is the brother of Thanos. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he introduces. He gets introduced by, and I did not think this was Patton Oswalt. But he gets introduced by Patton Oswalt's character. Oh, like, right. I forgot about him. The, the brother of Thanos, the this and that, and blah, 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 the prince of whatever. 
Uh, but he, it, I mean, apparently he's an Eternal too. So, um, I, I like, I, 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 I was interested. Um, I really did not think that was Patton Oswalt. Honestly, I thought it was Burt Kreischer. Uh, the voice yeah. he, he, the voice he gave Pitt sounded more like Burt Kreischer than a Patton Oswalt. Yes, yeah, I don't remember the voices, so I, I honestly can't comment on that. But um, the second but, um but, scene was the one with uh with uh John Snow. With John Snow, and you fi- and well, not really find out, but you kind of find out he's Black Knight. Um, I did not catch that that was Mashallah Ali's voice. Yep, I so, did not. I did not catch that. It's been a while since I watched um Luke Cage season one. And I like I don't really think I've ever watched anything else with him in it, so I didn't catch that that was his voice. I had to Google like who was that voice, what was going on, and then I found out oh that's Blade, and like Blade and Black Knight probably going to be in the movie together. Um, so I was like I like I I was like oh, ooh it's Blade, great, but like I, it didn't really blow me away because I didn't I didn't realize who it was at the beginning. Yeah, which I can understand that entirely. Um, but I th- I thought it was pretty cool that he was. He was there. Um, yeah, because that that is the first MCU appearance of Blade. Technically, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It really is. And, um, so, and, like, it's it was overall, it was an enjoyable movie. Um, I I don't fully understand the hate behind it, but I can understand not understanding it. I mean, at this point, people hate anything that's not what Spider Man was. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if, they. they it people hate MCU movies for being MCU movies, and then people hate MCU movies for not being fan service MCU movies. Like, yeah, and it's just the like both sides are just very vocal about it. And because this movie does stumble a bit, like it's got like like we were saying, it's just it's it's too much in too little time. You had both sides kind of bitching about it. Uh, uh, in my opinion, it's at least better than Thor two and Black Widow. I mean, it's definitely better than Thor 2, Iron Man 2, and probably Incredible Hulk. It is at I, least I, not bottom five Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would counter-argue Incredible Hulk. You're talking Ed Norton and, and not Banna Hulk movie? Incredible Hulk is Ed Norton, Banna yeah, yeah, is just I'd, Hulk. Yeah, I would I would counter-argue that it is not better than Incredible Hulk. But when was the last time you watched Incredible Hulk? Um, before Endgame. Okay, because that's not a good movie. I'm just gonna, but you know what? It's it's kaiju adjacent, so I can understand why you would enjoy it. I I don't know. I I mean, I again, that's that's part of my. I have a bias for the Hulk, so I'm gonna enjoy the Hulk movie. Um, but I just I I really didn't think Black Widow was all that great, and I thought this was better than Black Widow. Um, and we can all agree that Thor two is just not a good. Yeah, no. uh, well, mean, it's not a good movie for Marvel standards. I, I, I would say that Iron Man two. I, I would honestly put Iron Man two above Iron Man three. Nope. See, I definitely like Iron Man. Th- I, I think, um, what's his face, the villain in Iron Man. There are parts of Iron Man two that are better than the best parts of Iron Man three. But I, I like Iron Man three as a movie better than Iron Man two. That probably is the best way I can put that. I disagree. I mean, that's fine. You have bad taste in movies. We all know it. So, we don't have to worry about that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I guess uh, the last thing, quickly, um, I'm not going to dwell on this too long. Um, I watched uh, Dexter New Blood, the, the reboot, final season, whatever they want to call it, a thing that they, they just did this, this year. So, did, 
Have either of you guys ever watched Dexter? A couple no. episodes. Um, if it, if it clicks for you, it's a really good series. It's definitely one of those ones where like Dexter's the bad guy, but like you want to see him win because he's killing bad people. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, and that show, unfortunately, like that is one of those the many shows that like in its final like season or two, like a lot of the people that were responsible for when it was good left, and it just kind of got ruined. Um, and that show had a pretty bad ending. Like the last like episode or two of that show were objectively pretty bad. I think Dexter is regularly on like those lists of like worst endings or whatever. Um, yeah. So like they they did a like a a new final season basically. Like this was supposed to be like a proper wrap up ten years later sort of thing. Um, it's ten episodes. It's on Showtime. Um, and it was it was different but good. Um, one of the things that Dexter always did was. So he was a Dexter's a serial killer. Um, his dad, though, basically realized while when he was a teenager that this it was a thing that like he enjoyed killing things. Like I think he fi- I think in in one of the early episodes they show that like his dad found him like killing animals or you know like one of those very stereotypical like teenager that's going to be a serial killer things. Um, mm-hmm. So his dad gave him basically like a code of if if you're going to do this, here is how you can do it and when you can do it. And it's got to be like truly evil people. And you have to have 100% without shadow of a doubt proof that they are an awful human being, like other murderers or like, you know, like stuff like that. Um, And for most of the series, that's who he's killing. And occasionally he'll kind of like find a, find a way in his own mind to justify why somebody is bad, even if they maybe aren't kill them bad. But he's always got in the original series this internal monologue that, like, we as the audience are always hearing as, like, he's kind of almost explaining how he's pretending to be normal. Like, because he's not. Like, he doesn't have the same emotions and stuff that everybody else does, so he fakes it. And a lot of people think he's a little weird and off, but they don't assume he's a serial killer. In this one, ten years later, they don't really do that inner monologue the same way. And the few times they do it, it's very weird. Like it just, it worked so well in a way that I didn't expect it to, because I think it's the first like two episodes. There's no inner monologue at all. And he almost seems like a normal person other than the fact that he sees, um, a hallucination of his dead stepsister or adopted sister, um, who died at the end of the original show. Um, sorry, spoilers for a 10 year old show. Apologies. Um, it still didn't end great though. Like the ending, it was better than the original series ending, but still one of those ending. It's like, well, if you were going to do that, couldn't you have just done it a little bit better? Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Like they, a lot of characters by the end of the original series were dead. Like there weren't a lot of people left over, <laughs> um, to kind of be in the re in in the reboot. But the one or two people that were kind of still alive at the end of the original series do at least make little appearances in this one. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. And it like unexpected too. Like like one guy pops up and it's like, oh shit. Like I didn't expect to see him in this because we are on like different sides of the fucking country, I think. Um but yeah, it was good. Like Dexter the that Dexter the New Blood, if you liked the original Dexter, a hundred percent worth watching. Um better ending, still not a great ending. I'll I'll have to take your word for it, because that show has given me I've had I've had zero interest in that show ever since it's come out. Really? Uh, yeah, I've never been interested in the show. I think I've watched like an episode or two. Like, and obviously they were out of sequence, but I still think early on 
And, and I might have even tried to start watching it once. Just, I just don't care. I just do not care. That's right, because you do, you generally don't like anything that, like, the protagonist isn't just a good person. I mean, I wouldn't say isn't just a good person, but, like, I look, like... You don't like things this, that follow bad people. I mean, that, again, my favorite anime of all time is Death Note. His, he kills people with a magic book, and the people he kills are bad people, but he is a bad person in and of himself. I think he's doing the right thing, and I think... I, I agree with what Dexter... I don't think you should be killing people, but I agree if you're going to be killing people, kill bad people. But, like, I just... Overall, this show just never interested. It's kind of in the same vein as um uh the, the other one. Uh, shit. Breaking the Bad? drug one. Yeah, Breaking Bad. And I that's just, that's yeah. what I was basing that off of, is you, you have said before that you don't really like shows where, like, the protagonists are just shitty people. And, like, not that, like, I actually don't think Dexter is, like, a shitty person. He is a broken person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he seems to, like, he, he at least has a code that he tries to follow the majority of the time. Yeah. So, like, he is on the level of, like, a punisher in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, like, he has, the problem with Dexter is he's got issue like, mental health issues. And, like, they, they tackle, they tackle it in a, in a good way where when he was a child, back when it was like, oh, taboo to go to therapy and stuff. Instead of getting him help, he he was just like, live by this code. And like, they they kind of tackle it in a good way where it's like, this guy who has mental health issues and needs help doesn't know that this is a problem. Oh no, I mean, he definitely, he knows it's a problem. Like, they, they definitely don't beat around that. And they do do a, so Dexter has an interesting concept written around it where he is not just, like, a sociopath. Like, he wasn't just... They try to re- frame it as he was not born a sociopath. He was, um, as a very young child, um, a witness to his mother's, like, brutal murder, and then was left locked in a storage unit with her dead body covered in her blood for, like, two days or something like that. So, like, they basically try to, like, work it in that, like, what he is doing is as a, is a result of, like, that just insane trauma. Yeah, but it's he's traumatized and has trauma and has mental health issues. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. And that that's like that's part of the the I like where I kind of lose interest because I sit there and I'm like, well, if his dad just wasn't a shitty dad and actually got him help, maybe this show would not be this show. And same with Breaking Bad. If he was just living in Canada, he wouldn't have to go to drugs to to heal cure his cancer, which. Sounds like they stopped, dropped the cancer story really early on in that show, and it just became him being a drug lord. Oh no! And like to he, me, I'm just he had cancer the whole time. Like the that whole show takes place over the course of like a year and a half, and it's all him. Like it is, it's it is him dipping further and further into like this evil persona of his. But like it's always framed around he is trying to make money for his family because he is going to die soon. That's why he sha- that's why he's bald for the whole thing cuz he just shaves his head during chemo because he stopped caring. But uh the other thing I watched um which I'm not going to get I don't want to give any spoilers for just in case anyone hasn't watched it and plans to is uh Yellow Jackets also on Showtime. Have either of you heard of this? No. I've heard the name. The fuck is this? So Rich, you like Lost, right? Yeah, I do. Drew, do you like Lost? I've never watched a single episode of Lost. Uh, you that doesn't watch surprise me. Lost. Um, so good. The no. first two seasons of Lost are really good. The rest of it, varying levels of good. 
Um, so Yellow Jackets is a darker fucking version of Lost in a lot of ways. Um, it's split timeline, so half of it takes... I'm only halfway through it, too. Half of it takes place in 1996. Half of it takes place in 2021. And in 1996, a New Jersey girls soccer team um, crashes in the Canadian Rockies on their way to Seattle for, like, nationals or something like that. Um, I want to say that they're all, like, seniors or, like, like close to it. Um, and they are basically stranded. Um, the only adult, th- there's only one adult, like, on the plane with them that, like, like survives. Um, and, like, a good chunk of the other players also die. So there's, like, I don't know, less than 12 of them, I want to say, is how many, like, survive. Maybe right around 12 of them. Um, and it's them, it's their kind of, like, slow descent into madness being trapped in in the wilderness with no hope of survival. And it's do it. It's doing almost like an, like the arrow thing that you were talking about before, Richie, where it shows us bits and pieces that are slightly further in the future for the 96 timeline, but obviously 25 years in the past for the 2001 timeline. And in 2001, we are seeing the same girls that survived in like the present day, trying to like live their lives. And most of them are broken in one way or another. Um, and it's alluded that, like, maybe they start killing each other at some point, that, like, it's not 100% clear. Like, that's what, like, the the rumors are in, in 2021, is that maybe they went cannibal at some point. But, like, they haven't confirmed or denied it. Like, well, I, I shouldn't say they haven't denied it. Like, they're constantly saying that didn't happen. But, like, no one knows how the rumors got started, or at least no one's saying how they got started. Um, but it's really interesting. Um, and just not what I, not what I expected to get sucked into, but I kept seeing people talk about it. I'm like, okay, like this is actually fucking weird and, and interesting and kind of got a lost vibe with like the whole plane crash and like flash forwards, flashbacks, all that sort of stuff. And like, they're all kind of, they're all broken in different ways, both in, in 96 and in 2021. Um, it's got a lot of, um, like faces you would recognize for the adults to, like for their adult versions um i can never remember the actress's name or the character but if you ever watched two and a half men there was the neighbor that was obsessed with charlie sheen uh, yeah um, i know who you're talking about she is one of the main adults um the one woman um i forget her name on the show too but she was on heroes season one she was like the agent for the the artist guy the one that drew the books that showed the future mm-hmm um, she was like his like manager girlfriend or whatever. Um, Juliet Lewis and Christina Ricci are also in it. They're the only two I can think of by name. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a few other people that have popped up here and there that like are like, oh, that person looks familiar. Yeah, nice. But yeah, other it's it's an interesting show, and you can actually get uh, Showtime has a 30 day free trial. Um, if you just do it right through them, and this show is it's only 10 episodes, and the the finale was just um this past week. Interesting. I have to I have to look into it and check it out. Uh, yeah, it sounds sounds pretty pretty decent. Yeah, it's definitely not like a at least for me it hasn't been like a binge binge, but it's definitely been a like at least two episodes because like you want just a little bit more than the one, and like any more than that, it just might be a little too heavy. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting so far, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes because there's definitely we've only seen so many people in like 2021. And there are more people in 96. So it's like, do they die? Have they not shown them yet? Because there were a few people that, like, I kind of thought had died. 
and then we end up seeing them in 2021. Yeah. So it's very much like kind of like one of those like, oh, is it, aren't they sort of things. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think that is probably a show. Yeah. Sounds like a show. Sure for this week. All right. Uh, just quick reminder from like, I don't know, 40 minutes ago, something like that. Um, in two weeks, we will be watching Silent Hill. It's available on Amazon Prime. It is a $2.99 rental, I believe. I have it somewhere. Uh, Silent Hill, $2.99. $2.99 rental, Amazon. We'll be watching that for the uh, February 3rd episode. And I guess other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those fun places. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things help a whole lot. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. But otherwise, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.